0: This episode of Emblemcast is brought to you by our loyal patrons, Rory Greer, Varun Joshi, Teenage Mutant Mitch McConnell, Sam Hartmans, Slurb King, Alex Bartnick, Spino, Cody Swindemir, and Isaac Liebler. If you would like to support the show, please go to patreon.com/slash Emblemcast.
1: guys welcome back emblem season two radiant dawn part one boys it's finally happening
2: like five God, years it's or something been, yeah. in the making. it's actually been a full almost a full year we did the draft in the start of january it, <laughs> well yeah, i mean even crazy.
3: before that this
2: is uh,
4: this is like five the years other in the draft in like 2017. Uh, the original <laughs> draft
2: yeah i believe
1: 2017
3: yeah
4: i think we had swim
3: draft with us didn't he we, gwim. Did. Gwim we did. did yeah yeah <laughs> he was here just for that and that was it
1: we did gwim has died now uh he is an overwatch content creator
3: now. oh <laughs> so yeah. you know that that does that i mean does not actually it.
1: content creator but my boy do like chef can say he plays it all day i'm glad he's, he's having playing fun. it anyway. right now he is playing it right now he (laughs) is playing it right now we're not here to talk about Gwim.
4: we're here to talk about no i know i doubt i doubt you'll
1: listen to this Gwim, but if you're listening just know that we're calling you out (laughs) 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 anyway um yeah so we're we're, we're finally here to talk about radiant dawn the sequel to fire emblem path of radiance sheffin's favorite game in the series um what do we want to say about Radiant Dawn? I guess first we can just start how uh, we usually start. How have your guys' draft experience gone? So, oh, by the way, we should mention this um, because, God, I don't even, you know. Yeah, when we were doing Radiant Dawn, it was before we even had this new format. But uh, today we're going to be covering parts one and two Radiant Dawn. So that's the Dawn Brigade and all of the, part two's kind of disconnected and all over the place. It's the Crimea Valencia, stuff. Yeah, Yeah. Crimea, Crimea, Alincia, Neff, and Joffrey stuff. Um, Yeah, probably, probably I would assume, we're going to focus a little more on Dawn Brigade. But how has everyone's drafting experiences gone?
0: I'll start because my like uh, this draft, I started before everyone else, apparently, because I was really keen to get started into Radiant Dawn. So as soon as we finished Path of Radiance, <laughs> I started Radiant Dawn and I've been on part three of this game for the better part of like four five months.
3: <laughs> hey, if it makes you feel better, I also started Radiant Dawn, but I got to uh, part one, chapter three. So. Hmm. you know that's progress there's a three involved yeah there's a three involved
1: yeah there's a three involved
3: Um, it's basically the same amount of progress
1: let's see Uh, I'll read it off for you because you probably don't have it in front Darren's team is Titania slash Mist that was the split pick between Titania Mist and Har Um, Marcia Marcia whatever Nolan Soth slash Joffrey for FE9 uh, Tibarn Gatria, Alencia, Devdan, Tormund, Enna, Slash, Nasir, Leonardo, Oliver, and Renning.
0: Yeah, one of those. I'm really excited to see how that's going to pan out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
4: know. Renning never gets to shine in these things.
0: Yeah, right? I don't even um, know who that is. Wow. That's <laughs> <Says> enough. <laughs> okay. Wow, that's bad. Uh, So, Wait, my... My playthrough of, like, Path of Radiance went really smoothly. Titania's a beast, Mercy's a beast, like, tons of those characters are godly. Um, Yeah,
3: game beat itself.
0: I had Nolan for my Dawn Brigade pick, so the Dawn Brigade section was totally fine. I also had Super Soothe because I had him in FE9, so I boosted all his stats to 20. So he got the big buffs, and he literally could have just done that himself if he wanted to. Uh, they almost didn't need the Black Knight to show up at some point in uh, part one. Because <laughs> I was going to say two, was there
3: like two of your favorite chapters in the whole series. You get to pass I know. The Black Knight.
0: OK, like I know we're not really talking about the story stuff yet because there's a lot to it. But I'm going to re- hold my thoughts for that part <laughs> because I can tell you young Darren, when You're he excited, played that, aren't you? that part was so cool.
5: It, I mean,
1: so yeah. cool. That was cool for me because I, I didn't it. I knew that Black Knight was playable in some form, but I, I didn't know kind of like how it took place. So seeing him show up at the end of the Dawn Brigade stuff was cool.
0: Yeah, uh, but my playthrough went really smoothly, obviously, because I had I could just pump all the bonus EXP into Nolan. Uh, part two is where it got dicey for me because I don't really have that many picks. Oh, I had Tormod, but, you know, he's a squishy mage he was, in a game. He was there. He's a, he's a squishy mage in a game that has like some of the bulkiest and fastest enemies. Like that was a <laughs> yeah. thing I kept pointing out when I was playing the game. I kept posting screenshots of like some of the enemy armor stats who would have cap speed. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the shit? Like torment can't double
3: anything. <laughs> like they all have like so much speed. speed. Balloons so fast in this game. Like, you get someone who's got, like, 15 speed, and you're like, oh, hey, that's pretty good. And then you'll find a Murbaran with, like, 19, and it's like, what the hell? This is five chapters into the Like,
0: straight up, like, by the end of the Dawn Brigade part, you're going to face armor knights who have, like, 17 speed. Like, it's ridiculous. It's (laughs) it's hilarious, but it's ridiculous. So Tormod didn't really get a chance to shine uh, so far. Hopefully, in the later parts where he can get more long-range magic, he'll be more useful in a couple... Notable battles in Part Three, uh, but yeah, Part is, is One
1: salt itself. Uh, is he a knife sage or a staff sage?
3: That's you're thinking FE9. FE9. Yeah, they,
2: they all use staves. In
0: yeah, oh, they, they do realize do that, their yeah. mistake. Right.
2: Yeah, they Thank realize God. why would they're like, wait, that? why why
0: would we give the the one a class that doesn't require strength the weapon that scales with strength? Yeah. Why would we do that? That doesn't make <laughs> it any has sense. Really
3: bad might on its own. What what advantage
0: does this bring? <laughs> uh that's the neat
4: part none yeah
0: absolutely it's none. nice
4: for garroting priests in that one chapter but
0: that's about <laughs> it uh for part two with the alencia and the uh cri- the chi- crimea chimera whatever you want to say chimera. Chimera. i've heard different ones already <laughs> today uh for that part for part two i didn't really have anyone drafted for it so I was quite literally like I had Marcia who is that, but she's only available in like the first and last chapter yeah, of that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I didn't get time to like train her up or really use her. Like she'll be helpful later on, but it was kind of brutal, especially thank God I maxed her strength in uh, path of radiance. Cause her strength growth in radiant Dawn is terrible and she There's really needs of it.
3: Mightily, kind of like, There's a lot yeah, of really it. disjointed growths like that in this game.
0: Yeah. yeah.
5: So
1: I saw that, Nef cause I have Nephany. I saw her strength growth. Maybe it's this low in Path of Radiance, but I saw her strength growth is only like thirty-five, which kind of shocked it,
3: me. I, it I is, it is it's bad, 50, but it's huh? it's it uh, of Path of Radiance. It's yeah, only 40 yeah. in Path of Radiance. Oh yeah. So it's oh, really? it's worse, but not a lot worse. Yeah, huh. It just feels speed a lot worse. It does yeah. feel a lot worse. It
0: feels a lot worse because the enemies are so bulky. they they have so much defense and HP. Like they are tanky enemies that maybe uh, starts
2: with a steel great land <laughs> yeah place. that <laughs> doesn't help yeah. either yeah, yeah and so you so have
1: to, to, to go to the, the village page page to get a javelin i don't think you can even buy stuff at that point right no
3: yeah. no you yeah. get ju- for two one you have just the steel great lance and, and the javelin yeah yeah. just
0: yeah. to wrap up the discussion of my draft guys uh yes. yeah. Literally, I discovered that for two two, I needed to have the rules changed because I literally couldn't use anyone in that chapter.
3: (laughs) Two two is a weird one.
0: Yeah, so I I, so chef had to adjust the rules.
1: Chef, what you should have done is made it so instead of undrafted unit, you should have just made Heather
3: free. So so then Darren literally would (laughs) have like done nothing. It's technically completable. I don't think it would be. I've I've made made a couple of knife uses. Yeah,
5: And
0: for people who are not familiar with what which, hap- which happens in every chapter, that's the part where you're playing as Lucia and you're like the, in- the underground caves. Uh, originally, I think chapter. in our original rules, I only had access to her and she could not do it by herself, unfortunately. So, yeah, uh, that was it. Part two, you know, Alintia's Gambit is really challenging when all you have is... Uh, you know certain units who are really weak to crossbows but uh you know it was it's still a fun defend chapter i think it deserves the hype still even kind of playing a botched version of it with our self-imposed rules but yeah i think it's still good i'll let you guys talk about your drafts and we'll talk about more of the nitty-gritty as we go on all
1: right why don't we just we're going reverse on this lift list chef do you want to go
2: Sure. Uh, I actually actually replayed it here recently, just after after the fates draft to so sort of refresh myself on it, and all mm-hmm. that, and man I, <laughs> I did not have a good time with this game. Okay. Yeah. Let me
1: let yeah. me read your team off again, because I like I said I got it open in front of me. So, Go for it. Jeff, your team was you for the split pick. You got Har, Oscar, Edward, Laura, Leth, Riss, Stefan, Khalil slash Largo, Caniggus, Moraim i never know how to pronounce that name uh sigron and heather yeah who who'd you i guess edward for dawn brigade that's
2: kind of yeah. Ed, Ed, edward and laura and laura but then
0: oh, yeah true oh laura. my god i forgot to talk about leonardo i had leonardo he's <laughs> fucking <laughs> terrible
3: honestly forgetting about leonardo is just the leonardo experience yeah i literally I just brail weak Bolock isn't good it's crazy i think is i posted his stats had-
0: forever he is he's terrible yes. he oh, literally yeah. Yeah. he literally had 12 strength that's like a level 20 archer he was useless Does
1: he Not <laughs> gain any value
2: just by the fact that he's no. in dawn brigade or no no <laughs> that, okay technically if we're being super specific about it with his with his uh unique bow that he gets later he is able to one shot some pegasus that show up in later chapters just based off his own base strength if i recall That's so that there's is, that something. There's, yeah, there's only like two or three of them, though. And that, that, that's hey, literally that's
0: it. <laughs> that's the purpose he was born for. Sorry, Chef. Continue.
2: Uh, yeah, so uh, main thing, uh, I've got a problem with Edward. I don't like him. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't
3: talk about that. Uh, you didn't talk uh, about that.
2: <laughs> the game just kind of works against him in the begin- in the the in the early chapters. And everything's sort of set against him. You know, you, yeah. there's only one chapter where you fight uh axe axe units and whatnot. And within that first chapter, his bio rhythm starts going down almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so he's so he starts getting hit more often than he should initially. And then after that, it's just immediately all soldiers, basically. So it's like, alright. He didn't get he didn't really get a chance to do much. Then uh yeah, Edward it's... isn't
4: very good until you get your herons high enough level that they can do the the song that affects the biorhythm. That's like really essential for optimal play.
1: Does Edward have like a skill that makes him get hit by biorhythm starter or something? No, or it's like... ju- it's just
2: the natural just the the biorhythms his...
4: like a personal curve for every character. Yeah, everyone's yeah. Got every-
2: everyone's got a different rhythm. And it's just the way the game starts and Edward Edward starts the game literally turn 1, Is biorhythm like near the peak. And then it just goes mm, down, okay. and then eventually goes back up. But it's just the the fact that it's going down initially is just like, why is she getting worse every turn here? <laughs> uh, so that that wasn't fun. But, but you had Laura. I, yeah, I did have Laura for healing, and man, didn't need <laughs> didn't need heaters. to heal a lot <laughs> there. Uh, that was that was at least useful for like sacrifice heal chains where Makaya would sacrifice oh, yeah. heal someone, and then Laura would heal Makaya so at least More double, that way yeah so double the exp there but mainly uh part one mainly was just a soth shows i just kept forging yeah. forging knives for him even with just base base soth like just giving him the plus plus five might knives to throw oh yeah and it's it's sort of the same problem that like uh other games would have with one two range weapons being forgeable it's like why would you not just forge these as much as possible
3: yeah yeah
0: especially um, in a game like radiant dawn like especially like with the first part you're facing like much more enemies than your units so like it makes total sense to just always have the the counter attack the enemy yeah. phase
1: and yeah no with- i i mean i i think this is well known at this point um I, it wasn't like insane difficulty for me but i i was shocked with how difficult some of these like early, early chapters are, especially on a draft. But I I, I mean, yeah, like you said, enemy bases are so high. I could imagine this, and I'm pretty sure this is exactly what happened to me when I first played this game a million years ago. But yeah, I think I probably picked normal mode, because it says normal. And then, you know, you have all these units, most of whom are garbage, and these super inflated stats. It's, uh, you know... (laughs)
3: Probably yeah, not. the they best really first game didn't do the themselves series. any favors with that localization change. No, like, oh, yeah, no, no. that's no. sort of like why? <laughs> why did you
2: need to do that? I don't know. But uh, let's see. The only thing, only other thing I've got to say about part one that sort of sort of miffed me: uh, the stupid, the stupid hidden tiles.
3: Oh <laughs> so, my god, I hate it. Oh,
4: that's so yeah. annoying.
2: <laughs> yeah, is that so, only in part one. No, they're,
3: oh, every they're the everywhere. They're okay, everywhere. So over. for those of okay, you okay, not familiar
4: with this, on, but... in Radiant Dawn, um, on almost every map, in fact, maybe every map, I don't know, but it's most of them, um, there's a mechanic very similar to the way deserts work um, in other games, where there's hidden treasure, uh, where on specific squares of the map, if you put a character on it, they've got a percentage chance to just receive it. Um, and mm-hmm. thieves almost always do, um, so that it might even be guaranteed. I can't. Remember. I think it might no,
2: be. It, no, almost. no, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, so it's, got it's, got it's
4: still a fucking dice roll, even with thieves. R- right. So, um, uh, yeah. so you've got to maneuver them to a specific spot on the map, and more annoyingly, you've got to have that map open in Serenius Forest to like know where the fuck these yeah. are. And they, some of them are really game breaking. Zero game-breaking indication they exist. There's no indication at all. If you're just playing the game blind. You just randomly get items sometimes, and it's completely baffling.
3: Yeah. And there's some stuff like uh, the Beast foe Scroll, the only one in existence that the Dawn Brigade really needs, is a random hidden item that's out of your way that you have to go get and have to know exists. Yep.
4: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and
2: the thieves have, I believe it's a base 80% chance to grab an item that's hidden on a tile. However,
1: That's so really dumb.
2: This, Why would not they this, just
1: make it a 100?
2: No, because this number is also affected by a biorhythm. Oh. <laughs> you get a I higher chance. I didn't even
3: know that. That's yeah. messed up. So
2: That's it's awful. like I spent th- I, I spent three turns of so failing to get the b scroll. <laughs> just, uh, I, I even like, had to double check. I was like, this is the spot, right? Like, just, I started kind of, this is the spot. And no, he just failed it three times. So, like, should why? We,
1: should we get this out of the way quick? I, I have a strong feeling we're all going to be in agreement here. But, um, biorhythms, neat mechanic. I think it's a cool idea, but in practice, it's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sucks. think it's a good
4: idea in theory. Fire Emblem it thrives just... on being able to readily know and easily access and calculate the, the actual numbers. Like, that's the big advantage it has over mm-hmm. a lot of more like complicated tactics games. Yeah. And when you've got a turn that slightly tweaks things just a little bit and it changes all the time, that's a real fucking problem. Like, there's a lot of slight change stuff from like supports or like different weapons, but that, that will be the same until you level up or until you change the thing itself. Biorhythm is changing every fucking turn for every unit. It's bad in concept. It's not a surprise that when implemented, it remains bad. We're just I, I mean more it's usually from, very minor in impact.
1: I mean less from like, yes, because I agree. When, when you think about it like that, it's like, yeah, no, no shit, it doesn't work. But I think the idea of Biorhythm is something like, well, let's you know continue to personalize these units, make them... A little bit more like people and realistic where sometimes they're going to be on, sometimes they're going to be off. I think that's like a cute idea, but it's just it does not work out in gameplay. And it would
0: probably be a lot more impactful if A, it was more visible than having to go to a particular screen. Controllable. Yeah, or yeah. yeah, if there's things you can yeah. manipulate, like if you're near your support, stuff like that. Or if you're, I don't know, if he gets like really wounded, maybe that would lower it. Or you yeah. can do things to raise it, like if you beat an enemy higher level than you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, yeah, but and it's I mean, annoying,
4: and it should be way less granular. Like mm-hmm. there should be like two or three or maybe four different states, so that you can easily remember all of them. You can yeah. think about it instead of just having to check every time.
2: Yeah, I believe I believe Mecca put it best. It was like bio rhythm. It's just impactful enough to screw to screw you over but not impactful enough for you to take it into
3: account every time. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. you notice when it, it screws you but you're not really going to notice if it does anything good for you mm-hmm. right because
2: uh, i mean that's that's like the same idea behind like the luck stat or skill like you'll never know like when having when you needed more luck or need or more skill as opposed to like strength or speed, like you'll, you'll notice when you're like, ah, I'm one off of doubling or one off yeah. of killing. Yeah. Or one Especially
0: off of with all the player enemies player. have inflated stats.
2: That, yeah. That, <laughs> that's, that's way easier to determine like, okay, I, I needed, I needed one more. But when it comes to like hit chances and whatnot, you have no idea if one makes the difference. Cause there's been times where, you know, people, everyone has that 99% chance that misses. Where like, okay, yeah, that misses. Once
1: yeah. Which... There. Which, by the way, is why I find those stats underrated. Obviously, they're not as good as, like, strength, magic, speed, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, you, you want to hit things <laughs> yeah. due damage. But then, <laughs> so,
2: but then you get into cases where it's like, all right, I missed an 87% chance. Does it, an 80, 88% chance, does that hit? Is that, like, the difference there? So, one of those things.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like you said, it's it's less impactful uh, directly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, is that anything else you want to say or should we move uh, on? For, uh, the
2: only, only other thing I got to say for part two, I just, just spent the time trying to raise uh, Letha's strike, strike rank and try to rig mm-hmm. Heather's strength growth. <laughs> <laughs>
3: she's uh, going to need it.
2: She's going to need it because I, I kind of want her to, uh, <laughs> to steal a bolting dome from one of the mages early in part three. Oh, that's a, cool. She needs so is, a lot is, of strength
1: for it. Is Heather's this, ver- like this game's version of like Kath or something like the shitter thief? <laughs> that you
4: get. not it's just like... not well, as bad as cat they're <laughs> all in different armies so she's the thief you have in the chapters she's there for yeah
2: but I she's mean, in I'm, part three as well she's in part three but still to, only tied to ike's army because micaiah has Soth's arm so Soth, yeah, yeah micaiah mm-hmm. has Soth for obvious reasons yeah i mean it'll, it'll, i mean obviously I, I won't be bringing heather uh to the tower in part four but Still,
0: mm-hmm. if I, You're not gonna it, bring Heather. To we the tower? we should add a rule. Add a rule. All recruited characters must attend the tower. Okay.
5: <laughs> don't worry.
0: I'll bring I'll bring Mist. Here. I'll bring Mist and, and Leonardo, and they'll just get cr- freaking Yamchuk rated as soon as they show up.
4: <laughs> nice. It's good in the tower. You can give her Allandite. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's true. <laughs> Alan. Yeah.
0: I don't know if I'll get her sword skill that high, but you know, <laughs> you know, all Wait, the units the lo- she'll is- kill.
1: Is Elantite not, like, locked to Black Knight?
0: No, it's, you just uh, need no. to have double S and swords. Now? That's yeah, hilarious.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, you can yeah. give Alante to anyone after you beat him.
2: Oh, that's amazing. And you should, because it's a
3: very good sword. That's yeah, and yeah.
2: Yeah, the only other thing would be, uh, I was able to get Har to promote uh, at the end of uh, 2E, so I'm going into part 3 with a promoted Har. Easy. Nice. Easy clap. Yeah. Wow. Very. Cool. Har's
0: amazing. He is. He is. All
2: right. All right. All right. All right. Hegan's. Yo.
0: How
2: was your draft?
3: Uh, it went pretty well. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that part one was pretty smooth when I had Jill. Like, my part one team is actually pretty good because I had yeah. Jill and Volug. And honestly, those two and so for enough for basically everything. Turns out uh, Jill with transfers and then giving her like the energy drop and the, uh, the Seraph robe that I think you get. Right when you get her? Uh, she has quite
0: doesn't she have a much lower strength growth in this game than she does in uh Path of Radiance?
3: If I like might transfers are super crucial. Yeah, yeah. transfers yeah. are very nice for her, I, and then yeah, get
0: the like that would buff her considerably.
3: Her. Yeah, I mean with transfers and that her base strength went up plus four points. Let me look at what it, it's normally base eleven, and then mine had fifteen and yeah. seventeen speed. So yeah. you know, made a pretty big difference in helping her snowball pretty hard. I think at the end of the part one, she was like a level five Draco Knight, if I remember right, five or six. I think it was five. Um, well, yeah, she uh, hard carried straight up. Uh, I I was hoping for for Volug, He was there were a lot of times where like I I could have sworn he had like better avoid, but that dude is a magnet for getting hit by shit. I had I think if any unit like. Dying screwed me over. It was Volug like every time. He takes a lot of damage, too. I've noticed he, like when he, he gets hit, he has a yeah. lot of HP, but he takes a lot. I kind of damage. I, I, I kinda had thought that he was bulkier, but the stats that you lose from the half shift are kind of substantial because he has mm-hmm. like base like nine or I think eight or nine defense, which would be like 18 if he was normally shifted, which would be pl- plenty good for part one, but he's half shifted. So he only has like 14 defense or something like that. So yeah. I to, to be fair he was you're
0: you're fighting against the racist, so it makes sense they would bully him. Yeah, and they, go yeah, after they do him.
3: they do they did uh discriminate against the the lagoos it does happen, you know. Mm. Um but yeah, part one went pretty smoothly. Um I think I got Volug to like halfway through S on strike, so I'll have no problem getting him to double S, I think, in a reasonable amount of time. And he will be so much better in part three once I can get Wild Heart off of him and he can actually use all of his stats. And, um yeah,
2: there's a fun thing part, there's a fun thing you can do with Volug in part three is you give him the beast foe scroll and then have ooh. him untran- untransformed when he fights the, <laughs> when he fights the, uh, I like
3: that I love and that he'll
2: just he'll just gain a <laughs> metric crap ton of experience
3: I might even do that that's, honestly That's because like the best I, way to power level I, you
2: just yeah. you just punch them and
3: there's yeah you gain um reduced uh exp or you just gain more when you're not shifted
4: so oh, really? yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: So uh, if you're going to you power like, level
4: lagus involve them being untransformed, like Vola yeah, in part just, three or uh Neolucci in part two, you can have yeah. them uh, Yeah. You, while, you like, just sort of run into the, like the issue of
2: you just run sort the issue of most uh most of the most of the beasts having terrible stats untransformed. It's only it's only yeah. really like the tigers that can yeah, really go like, full toe which, to
3: toe untransformed. Which is something I, I seem, could do with uh Mordecai, who I do have. Yeah. Lagoos seem... seem
1: frustrating to use in this game uh, we'll, i we'll, like we'll, them we'll better than
3: Radiant dawn but we can talk about it more later uh yeah. part two part two wasn't too bad i i actually had a lot of picks that yeah, somewhat intentionally astrid. and unintentionally have let's okay okay you said it i'm gonna talk about it astrid's fucking terrible holy shit astrid is horrible how the mighty fall (laughs) she's like i mean she might be like the worst of the paladins but like the worst of the best units in the game is still really freaking good but my god she is absolutely horrible in this game why even with even with her base her bases are terrible dude is she still a paragon uh, oh she does still have paragon trust me it doesn't help (laughs) <laughs> um, i i think i got her from level two to level six in the one chapter she was in but i had to work at it though um even with even with transfers she has like base 15 strength even with a strength cap transfer and she is bow locked still she because she doesn't get her uh lances i think until uh she promotes again and she was horrible i am not looking forward to using her at all i yeah. <laughs> i knew she wasn't good but i didn't know she was that not good but um you think uh 2-2 um i had mordecai and niolucci for that so that wasn't a big deal i also straight up forgot i had lucia for that chapter nice i <laughs> i went into it i, I didn't look at my draft team and i was like oh yeah 2-2's weird wonder who i have and i looked and i saw i had mordecai and Nealucci. i was like oh cool it should be fine shouldn't be a big deal and I was like, oh, it would be cool to have Lucia, like, just for this chapter. She's kind of broken right now. <laughs> and I didn't even bother to look at my team until after I beat it. And I was checking it again for something in, like, 2-3, I think, to see who I had. And I was like, oh, shit, I could have used her. Why, why is she
1: didn't. considered bad? Because she seems solid in 2-2. Two, two. Uh, yeah, that's literally it.
3: Huh. That's yeah, only, that's she's the really only good factor. in 2-2, two, two, but she gets turbo-scammed by availability.
1: What, does she, like, not come back until part four or something? Late, late,
3: yeah, literally. Yeah, and uh, pretty much. she's still, like, a, a sword master. Yeah, her stats like do promoted. not change. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's going to be rough when just, she comes uh, back. Just bank up that BXB. I'm probably going to have to. <laughs> but, uh yeah, straight up forgot I had Lucia. I did accidentally let her block stuff, so I, I cheated but didn't really cheat with lucia <laughs> so, when undrafted
4: units are forced deployed it's really hard to not cheat yeah That's that chapter i was ass. like i was
3: like all right someone's gonna take a hit somewhere i might as well at least have it be someone who's not gonna die and then i realized after the fact that i was actually just using lucia properly and i didn't cheat even though i totally intended to cheat but yeah, i was
1: um, gonna mention that chapter that more than any other chapter i played it before, really- where it's like with it with a draft rule set it's near impossible to not cheat yeah. a little bit
0: especially when you have like no characters you can use for that chapter
3: (laughs) if if, if it's a chapter you didn't prepare for in any way it's really annoying because you can just have nobody
1: Husser and i were talking about this at least you know this this is my first time seriously playing this game so maybe it's different part three and stuff but at least in part one and two there's a ton of force deployed so we just kind of went with the you know unwritten rule but it's like look we're not gonna uh. we're not gonna like use units that aren't you know force deployed
3: but if force deployed units you know if they get a kill they get a kill not yeah, that <laughs> like, that describes something. Um, what was it one seven whatever the swamp chapter is in a nutshell oh my god yeah. that, I that couldn't, one yeah i could not beat that swamp chapter without because yeah, you um, need
1: yeah i didn't realize yeah. you need to leave all the villagers alive or else you fail yeah so. i tried
3: to do that and then a draco knight came in and i couldn't do anything about it because they don't let me use jill for some reason which yeah. was rude as hell but, uh, yeah, I uh, I accidentally left Nyla and Tormod and Ranges and stuff on that chapter. I, I wasn't using them. I wasn't using them. They just happened mm-hmm. to be there. It's hard uh, to,
4: like... I didn't need Tormod because I had Nyla, so like that map wasn't hard. But I still could yeah. not get Tormod out of the way in time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you yeah. that chapter I is was just trying really rough. my hardest. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: it's kind of crazy because actually, in in my playthrough, we'll get to it. But like, I just accidentally gave Har like a forged axe,
3: and you know, just like <laughs> accidentally <laughs> gave him BXP and stuff. An it, it worked out. <laughs> Speaking of Har, that man's busted yep uh true. I, I i chef mentioned that he got his uh fully promoted i didn't quite get there because i had to give bexp to astrid because she's dumb and stupid but he is like level 19 with like five or I'll six stats capped so he's basically promoted it's just a formality at that point point. and uh i mean 2e seems like it would be a hard map if i actually had to play it but har's a god so i didn't mm. i just skipped it well, but yeah. I mean, that's that's about that's about all I got. I think from my
1: draft. You guys. You guys take Har. Well, Darren and I will be, you know, we'll we'll be the ones winning in the end because we have missed. No, you yeah. no. <laughs> the biggest,
5: the biggest <laughs> the, winner real the real dub, the real
1: yeah. dub. We got two units. Players. You got one. How does that feel?
3: <laughs> my one To be like fair,
0: to be fair, not to spoil some talk of part three, but like mm. Titania is like immortal on my.
3: Yeah, she's really good. My, still. yeah,
0: she's still yeah. like Absolutely. crazy good. Like I got yeah. her to be the
3: gold knight like instantly. I yeah. think people forgot Especially to mention transfers. to Titania that uh, that her that horses were nerfed in this game from Path of Radiance. I don't think Ow. she got that memo.
2: No, they're lower, a, lowered BST. Yeah, oh, basically,
3: their okay. stats lower, are lower. Their
2: caps, lower. caps are lower.
4: There's also more maps where their movement uh, is a issue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Whatever. Who cares? Like yeah. El Swampo yeah, yeah, yeah. that we talked Tatanya, about.
4: yeah, Titania like did
3: not get that memo at all. Yeah.
1: yeah. Or Har. Or Har. Uh I guess I can go because I've been yeah. talking a little bit about my
0: I, I also um, just want to point out for people that don't know, Har in this game has a 70% strength growth. I just want people yeah, it's to know. Gross.
5: <laughs> it's grass. It's gross. Gross. <laughs> that high. It's yeah. that
0: high. Har is busted, That's dude. Also his oh. skill for some reason. His skill's also he 70% doesn't... growth.
1: He doesn't have Fe6 Carol growths, so I don't know why I care about him. <laughs> He's kind of pretty, pretty bad, but uh, <laughs> so my team was uh, I did Titania mist. I think I don't even remember. It was so long ago. I think it was to try and help out in Path of Radiance, which I didn't even probably realistically like really of. need. No, I played like two thirds of it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did Titania mist. Um, so I got my boy Boyd. Aaron, Nephany, Maklov, Mia, Yanoff, Toronio, Ranolf, Bastion, Sanaki, Rolf, and Kaiza. So it was my boy Aaron. Uh, he pretty much, you know, besides like Soth Micaiah, um, he, yeah, was pretty much my solo Don Brigade character. And Aaron, Aaron is Okay,
3: <laughs> he's is yeah, aggressively okay. That is, that is okay. the
2: takeaway you get.
4: But anyway. you know, in the Dawn Brigade, <laughs> being okay is pretty good.
3: It, that yeah. is the standards. He's much my, better my than My thing Leonardo.
1: was Husser was hanging out with me while while I played. I don't know about half a Dawn Brigade, something like that. Um, and my Aaron got speed screwed. Uh, he the was speed like group sucks. That's, yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. success, but but he um he he, he like kind of caught below up. his averages. Yeah, he caught up probably. by the end end of the game, but yeah, he was at like eleven speed throughout <laughs> like most of the most of that. Which I mean, he probably wasn't going to be outspeeding anything to begin with, but it was still frustrating. Um, yeah, he's he's like he's fine. He's basically an armor knight with one more move and not as good, but uh, yeah, who else he will get have? the job done. He'll get the job done. My honorary uh, unit was Volug, because he's like, I didn't realize he's force-deployed, and I think once you recruit him, he's force-deployed throughout the rest, right?
2: Yes, he's force-deployed in all of part one. Yeah, so
1: Volug definitely got some kills that he was not supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh!
3: What's this I hear about I know, know, my draft pick?
1: I'm sorry. Which, by the way, I kind of stole, if anything, I stole Darren's draft pick, because um, I just downloaded... (laughs) Or, I mean, um, <laughs> I I borrowed my friend's copy of the game to. Uh, and their memory card? Yeah, their memory yeah, card. Yeah. And I, I borrowed their, card. their memory card <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> to, <laughs> to transfer, uh, get the max transfers with everything. And, I mean, it makes sense. As far as I can tell, there's no uh, max transfer file that's like max transfers for everyone but Soth. <laughs> so, Soth was just a god. Because <laughs> for I don't I don't understand why he works like this, but I believe it's what if you cap your stat in Path of Radiance, you get two extra BST, right? Except for Soth, except yeah. for Soth, which he just get. If you cap your stats, he just gets those stats for all of his uh, stats except for I believe it's strength, speed, skill. No, um,
2: it's if, if you cap no, his, his stats, level, just His over. stats directly transfer <laughs> over one to one. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, if, so if you have like a five strength, so at the end, level twenty, and that the end of Path of Radiance, then he will start Radiant Dawn with five strength. Yeah. Okay, and his because... his
4: averages in Path of Radiance at level twenty are honestly pretty comparable to his Radiant Dawn base stats. So.
5: So
1: yeah.
3: yeah if you give him off the events. twenty, you probably wouldn't even really notice.
1: I'm I'm yeah. looking right now, and I have a uh, a forty luck, twenty defense. So. Yeah,
3: the luck is the biggest culprit
1: because you just. <laughs> Cap is luck. Just don't get hit. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Turns out he 15 40 magic luck as well. is a lot.
1: 15 magic. Um, yeah. it's a lot of fun. I mean, he's kind of an interesting Jagan because it's like his stats are are obviously really really strong for the point in the game that you recruit him, but he also has like by far the worst weapon type. So <laughs> it's it's an interesting balancing act. But I I've always really liked Soth as a character. I just think he's really cool. Um who else do i have uh i is that it for part one? Yes. Oh yeah my i guess i can mention my micaiah <laughs> and this by the way this was not speed this was not scumming or anything this was just her normal growths so my micaiah she capped magic and res which, which i think is pretty always standard happens. Always. yeah but she ended up getting 17 speed which is is pretty good yeah. for micaiah
3: she- yeah. she needs every point she can get especially yeah. because you have so few units you kind of yeah are encouraged to use her for combat yeah. a little bit yeah. Yeah, you know, she still Devon wasn't doubling and she
4: doubled something and it was like what like, that, I, I didn't know that was possible that. yeah, yeah
3: she possible.
1: still mostly wasn't doubling things because are, are light tomes really heavy or something I don't, I don't know how.
3: no her possible. speed just sucks and everyone else's speed's really good
4: yeah.
1: Well, I mean, with seventeen speed, that's still like solid enough speed that I think she would have been doubling more nope. than she was. No, nope. it's not
4: very solid <laughs> not in Radiant Dawn. In Radiant Dawn.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the enemies towards the back half of Part One have around like fifteen attack speed, give or take. Well, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, even <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Even with a even with a speed blessed Micaiah, it's still not enough
1: also how strange is it that her preference weapon you know which normally is a mini event where you know every lord gets their kind of like baby preference which is usually rapier sometimes something else hers is just like sitting in a chest that you could totally easily miss if it's your your first time playing twice that was
3: hmm? the second one's a base event though but the first one you can just miss in a chest
1: well that's what I'm saying yeah it's it's super easy to just I mean,
3: yeah. And it's actually kind of good because there's some annoying armor knights that there's, yeah, out le, of less distance. for
1: the cab effectiveness, more for the armor knights, because I was like, oh, mage, you know, I should be able to one round these guys, but it's like, oh, they no. have speed and they nope, have reds. they're too fast.
5: Yeah, yeah you, you need that <laughs>
1: effectiveness. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I can talk about part two a little bit now. I, I I did not quite finish part two. I think it was two chapters away from finishing it. Um I had seen that coming. Let's see. I had Nephany. Nephany was the only one that I really used. I don't know. I mean, part two, I don't even really know what you say <laughs> about part two.
3: Part <laughs> two is a little a- weird from a gameplay perspective.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of just like stuff happening. It's very strange to me that in one chapter, Nefini is technically like your commander. Um, yeah.
4: It's even weirder that Brahm is for that same chapter.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very true. But I don't know. Neph's good. I, I just. Fed her XP and gave her all the bonus XP that I had up to that point. Uh, I guess that's all to say about my team. Husser, why don't you round us out here?
4: Okay, so Har, good, done. Um, I also had Curan in part two, uh, which was fun because he could just solo uh, Jeffrey's charge for the most part. Um, Ileana was also um, really useful because she could promote quickly. She actually can attack things uh, immediately, which is not a common thing in the Dawn Brigade. Mm. Um, especially with a Forge, that was pretty easy to go. And then Nyla helped me uh, with some boss attacks, and uh, in the Swamp Map especially. She's a, a lagoose Royal, so she also has a Glare ability, which is really weird, but it can encase people in stone, uh, which then boosts their defense. And priests uh, in this game they heal every turn if they have a staff equipped. So uh, I also had Fiona and Meg who are both terrible. Uh, they're like the nadir of the Dawn Brigade, which is pretty impressive because Fiona is a cavalier and it's hard to make them bad, but she found a way. But um, she could attack the frozen priest uh, with a bronze lance and do like one damage, and it would be less than what he could heal. So I, on uh, one end game. I just had her attacking this petrified priest oh. for like sixty turns to get
0: XP. <laughs> to <Yep>. get XP, <laughs> yeah,
4: because yeah, she's really bad, and that's like one of the only ways to make her good and use her growths instead of just doing BXP. Um, are and her I growths exactly.
0: decent?
1: No, yeah, I, I no, I don't know. Uh, but even if they With are, the it doesn't Wendy matter to use BXP
4: because it's just three level ups every time. Um, so that's that's the advantage of of doing it vanilla, and by vanilla I mean spending sixty turns attacking a stone priest. But, you know, when you have both of those units drafted, it's kind of like, I might as well. <laughs> yeah. um, and Meg, I just babied the normal Fire Emblem way. I don't know why. I didn't have a lot of units that were drafted at, early in Part 1, so she was just kind of going through. Uh, but, you know, mostly my team held up pretty well. It was uh, it was a bit of a struggle until I got Zyhark, but then Zyhark made the rest of Part 1 very smooth, very nice, very neat, He's and cool. very easy. Oh, yeah, and then Vika was there, too. Um, she has, like, three more playable chapters in the game.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it.
0: <laughs> did you have some, like, cap strength for uh, Zehark to go into yeah, yeah, this game transfers.
4: with? I was yeah, very, I was very fixated on that, because I knew when I was playing Path of Radiance that he was going to be my keystone character for the Dawn Brigade. Mm. And, yeah, wow, am I glad I did. He could he would double everything, he one-shot everything. Um, he was bulky enough with dodge that nothing really threatened him. It was pretty breezy.
0: And you get that sweet, sweet Ziharka Meg uh, support. Oh,
4: is that oh, right? Yeah. He's got a good support
0: type? No, it's just that story wise, apparently she she was promised to be married to him.
4: Oh, yeah, I forgot about oh. that. Yeah, that. Yeah, that was based on a base conversation. <laughs> that's that's yeah. all I
0: was referencing. Yeah. That's really <laughs>
1: funny.
4: Yeah. All right. Uh, a, is a slave to the patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So should we get into more, I guess, nitty gritty gameplay stuff here a little bit? Because the one thing I want to talk about, I'm not super up to date on you know general Radiant Dawn discourse, but immediately the most frustrating thing about this game to me, which is also what sets it apart, is all the deployment stuff is is messy and weird. I don't know if I like it.
4: It's a lot less weird on subsequent playthroughs, but it doesn't always feel very fair on your first one um and that, in particular for a draft as well in particular for a draft yeah sorry it puts the strategy for when you're doing the drafting more than almost any other because yeah. you've got to cover so many bases um and that yeah, makes I, the I was... gritty of the rules like which chapters have free units and which ones they are and stuff like that also more important than it usually is it's not a mm-hmm. great fit for a draft but it's a unique kind of draft and especially with the Altelius thing i think it's kind of fun to plan it out it's sure especially fun to covered. get
0: those those uh Caps carry over.
4: Yeah, yeah definitely. Matches. It makes like that
0: investment you, worthwhile. When
4: you get to a map that you know is normally really hard, but like you actually have a grid drafted unit to solo it, that feels really good. It's validating all of the prep that you did, planning the route out.
0: I also don't know, because part of this is weird, because... The way we, the order we did the drafts, we did our fate stuff before returning to tellus with Radiant Dawn. Like we did Path of Radiance, and we did Fates. Then that's been the general flow of it. But I don't know. I know Chef and Will disagree with me heavily because he is a big Fates fanboy. Uh, but I found Radiant Dawn, even after playing Fates, just going up and playing a little bit, a little bit of uh Part Three. I found. This game remarkably refreshing after playing. I know this past year, like we did both Awakening and Fates, and it just feels like yeah, we a were lot. All 3DS. We po- yeah, we did a lot of that 3DS era, and I'm kind of happy to be away from that for right now. I was getting kind of sick of it. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, me too. And I and I also
0: really to like Radiant Dawn's credit, I really like the objective variety in a lot of the maps and how like the different goals like make you play and plan a bit differently. Although, I
4: was talking to Devin uh, well, about this. Uh, Radiant Dawn, I believe it's the only in the series, it has height mechanics. So you have ledges um, that take more move to climb up, and you can attack at range uh, from above or below, and you get very substantial uh, bonuses and penalties to hit and avoid when you do that.
0: Um, it turns out so- having the high ground is uh, very advantageous. The high
4: ground is really cool. And I think it's got amazing... Like, Fire Emblem is usually medieval fantasy. A big part of medieval fantasy and even history It's about sieges, it's about castles. Like, that's where most of the fighting was. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff on the open field was just kind of in between sieges. And this game, more than any other, like you're actually storming that castle and it's actually harder because they have the high ground. And alternatively, when you're defending, they can throw genealogy sized waves of stat inflated enemies at you, and you actually have a chance because you have the high ground, but you've got to plan it out who sits where, how much can they survive. Um, I think. You know, this game doesn't have the best defense map in the series because Conquest has that locked in, but I think it's got one of the best sets of defense maps. Um, even with the couple that you can cheese, it matters a lot more than in most others, and it's not tedious.
0: I think yeah. Alencia's Gambit pretty much goes toe-to-toe with that particular chapter of Conquest. I, I, I think know. it holds up really well. If you,
4: attend, really if you well. play it, and don't just one yes. it with hearts. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's kind which, of which, to be deal. fair,
0: I didn't have the option to do, so I, I, had to, I had to play it.
2: There's all that's 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 more of the draft limitation, though. <laughs> yeah, There's always yeah,
4: but
0: but I think if you're going through and you don't really know, like you'll still play this like a normal Fire Emblem game, oh, like you'll probably turtle yeah. and you probably will see all the crossbowmen and go, I'm not sending my flyer out there. They're all going to get guaranteed like 40 damage on him. Uh. Mm-hmm.
2: And then, then you realize, oh, wait, Har is technically not a flyer. <laughs> or
0: oh, wait, Har's a or... god. He can do anything.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. Oh, wait, wait doesn't care. No. no. He's a Not in this game. Wyvern's and flyers, yeah, yeah, the effectiveness is different. So he's weak to Thunder Magic instead of Wind Magic, and he's weak not to bows. Yeah.
3: What? It, is, <laughs> it is one part of many that makes Har so
2: he broken. Did. Yeah, it's literally like, wait, why? <laughs> yeah, they looked at like Wyverns specifically... and half
4: radiance and were like, man, these guys really need a buff. They're struggling. And also
3: they yeah. nerfed Thunder Magic hit rate right? like a lot in this game. Yeah. So right. Thunder Magic kind of just sucks. What's the so... best magic then? I think it's fire. Fire. Okay.
0: Probably fire. Although yeah, I feel like first, magic like... I feel like magic in this game is kind of weird because there's a lot of enemies with high resistance. Yeah. Like yeah, particularly yeah. once heard... you get to like part four.
4: I mean mm-hmm. it kind of works because around when your mages start to fall off then they start getting higher staff rank and you can just yeah. use them for that.
1: From what I've heard Telius is is kind of infamous for magic being maybe the worst it is in the series just in particular cuz like strength is so good cuz it's tied with uh like weight and everything like that um axes oh. being so strong.
2: Well it was good it was good in it was still good in Path of Radiance, is the thing. Yeah, you know, Sauron and Iliana are still good, and Tormod, uh, Tormod and uh, Khalil have have their niches and whatnot. But then you get here, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> they can only well, the go thing, so far. Yeah, the yeah.
0: thing is, as soon as you throw a mage to the field, they get slaughtered
4: because the enemies yeah. are so
3: bulky and hit they, so they, hard, yeah, and they're not going to dodge. Enemy phase, mage yeah. just like killing everything and dodging everything don't really work here.
4: They're going in those hallway maps where they can hide behind someone.
3: But... Yeah,
0: or they can use those
4: you ledges. True,
3: and th- yeah. those ledges you can't just throw them into a horde and have them like only have like a fifteen percent hit rate and just kill everything. Doesn't no, really work as well.
2: Which is
1: weird. M- M- Mages they- have always been like one of my favorite units, unit types to use in the series. So sad, yeah.
2: but but they, they 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 specifically go against that. But then there's like. Then they don't do anything to do anything about, like, the hand axe and javelins. Yeah, <laughs> so you're like, all right, well, like...
3: I'll just throw a hand axe instead, and then that will
2: <laughs> Yeah, get the forged hand axes going and javelins, and it's like, all right, well, here's here's, here's magic. F- here, yeah. What about the wind edge?
4: Like, practically solo every chapter he's available in. Yeah, yeah what about the wind edge? <laughs>
2: Yeah, imagine imagine spending your entire life learning the arcane arts, only for a guy with a really good-looking <laughs> axe to be way better than you will ever be. Yeah, this when dude with a with a nerve, pink throwing like axe,
1: with a nerf throwing axe like called like Butthole Destroyer. or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh yeah i also want to shout out the improved visual design in this game like just in terms of like the 3d models and assets like path of radiance is very plain looking and this game kind of spices it up and in terms of like just the actual like map assets they're a lot more detailed and have more going on so like some of those fort chapters like you see this in part two especially like with uh joffrey's charge and lindsey's gambit like you get to see how like the map is way more detailed and it's like more clutter and how there's like that more detail adds to like the actual design like the tuttle. you have to have your units the cavalry run up to support you and lindsey's gambit and having all the elevation whereas you don't really have that in the other yeah. 3d games
4: and they do a good job like there's a lot more detail but it never gets so cluttered that you have trouble making out stuff for gameplay it doesn't get confusing like is that background yeah I don't like the portraits as much. Um, They changed a lot of them to have like scary red demon eyes for some reason. I don't really get that. Um,
0: Yeah, I I don't mind the art style shift, but it's something with some of the portraits they just look off.
4: I think Boyd is like one. It's most notable in characters that were also in Path of Radiance. Like I think Radiant on unique characters generally look fine, but when it's like Jill suddenly is staring your soul into hell... That's a yeah, so I
2: th- I, th- I think Boyd got the worst of it, going from Path of Radiance to Radiant Dawn. I he's he sort of looks like he's aged twenty years. He and became, does, and became like an even bigger meathead somehow. And it's like uh, <laughs> I don't think this. I don't think this match is a.
1: <laughs> if we're talking about presentation and everything here, should we mention the voice acting? Which it seems like there's a lot more of. <laughs>
4: <this game. laughs> it's real <laughs>
0: bad. <laughs> yes,
2: the first um, first attempt.
4: You know, I I. I can't say with
0: confidence if it's worse than Path of Radiance because Path of Radiance no, is not worse. great. But no, but but worse. there's, well, I was gonna saying. say, I was gonna say Path of Radiance is probably just as bad, but there's so much <laughs> less of it.
4: It's right. so much less offensive, but yeah, it is yeah, yeah, yeah. just as bad. And this is like mm-hmm. th- this game came out in 2007. This is way too late in the game to excuse voice acting that terrible. <laughs>
3: got yeah, like at the Work. end of the the scene at the end of part 2 where they rescue uh Lucia is honestly really fucking hype but it's actually it's ruined by I how lost bad bad... Books. <laughs> it's ruined it's ruined by fucking Mia and uh Rolf Wrong. being so terrible what, what, I hitter? Hitter? <laughs> what, what am i going to do if I hit her what am i going to do
5: if I hit her i can't take the shot <laughs> <laughs>
1: who even <laughs> said was that you darren That's
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: no that was
4: wrong
0: that was <laughs> we, we got i have a confession to, to make when i was yeah. when i was like 13 I got, yeah, I got hired I got hired It's my first <laughs> credit
1: well if he's in engage you should uh you should do him
4: <laughs> if a Rolf isn't engaged I will boil a strip of leather and eat it That's yeah fucking it's chance. gonna be like
1: uh no Seif well we don't need sellif blah 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 I here's they Rolf, did reveal uh, Ephraim oh. but uh, he's Dlc or whatever
2: no no Ephraim in the main game but here's Rolf. <laughs> Well, I guess technically we have Halloween Rolf and Heroes, so we already ha- we already have his voice actor. True, back. Ooh, true. So, uh,
3: sorry, Dan. Sorry, did, they sorry did, damn. Cut out. Some, they did for some inexplicable reason recast Mia av- in um in her first appearance in Heroes from her really? uh, from her Radiant yeah. Dawn. Yeah, same VA from for base Mia.
2: <laughs> it, she eventually got replaced, though.
3: She did, That's but so it, it's, it's yeah. and I I gotta tell you, it's not a lot better. Even if there's like a decade in between them, it's not a lot better. Imagine playing can, Heroes with the sound on. T- true. Yeah. Can't but, relate. Yeah, so Imagine this, playing Heroes.
2: Yeah. So this game came out in 2007. Voice acting's really rough at the time. Yeah. I guess and it I guess she has er, one of those early 2000s dubs i mean yeah, is it as sad as like i should have been the one to fill your dark soul with light. Pretty much
0: light <laughs> it's I not it's so not far. to that level but it's like not far the, th- the problem is it's not far away from that as it should be at that point in the game because like we got <laughs> through is final fantasy 10 yet? like we got through like star ocean till the end of time which has some awkward voice acting like those games have like I think it's maybe just the voice direction. Maybe they're really focused yeah, on, trying to, on trying to trying to match the lip casts, flaps.
4: But then they had Japanese voice directors who just like don't know how to. Like that was the problem with that's that's the like, big thing. Speaking in monotone is cool. Just do that the whole game. I honestly feel like it didn't even
0: get it. to the point where a Japanese like like audio like voice director even taught like talked to them. I think it was pretty much just hey we got to get this localized. Let's get some lines. We got to match those mouths flaps let's it, go
1: it would take yeah it would take another few years for voice acting direction to become as good as it is now because infamously i think it's what for oblivion or it might be one of the fallout oblivion, games Oblivion, they that,
4: read them all in alphabetical yes order.
1: in alphabetical order <laughs> And it was
4: like four guys for hundreds of characters. Yeah, and and it's like
1: no shit. The the voice acting is going to sound weird and stilted. None of what they're like the lines they're saying even like connect to one another. They they don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Like yeah, it's going to be weird. This was probably just you know treehouse or whatever at the time. I
3: think it's a a product of its of its time. And we, I,
1: I, I can, you know what? When it gets to voice acting of this tier, I, I'm, I'm so down for it. <laughs>
4: I <do> think <laughs> that it reaches the point where it's funny. It
1: does. Well, it,
3: does. it definitely does.
1: Donkey, Donkey has a video from I think year, year and a half ago or something about video game voice acting, and he talks about he's like, there, there. You want either extreme. You either want voice acting, you know, like Last of Us tier, where it's like these i mean this feels like you know like a, a quality movie like a really good movie not even like a video game or you want you know zero <laughs> from yeah whatever Mega Man game that is or this game uh x4 x4 excuse me excuse me god um,
4: <laughs> the, the voice actor for that actually redid it and put it on youtube like as a serious attempt
2: how do you do
5: uh
4: i can't remember it was better. It was a
2: lot, it was a lot better. It's, it's almost like a decade, almost two decades of progress would do that. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So yeah,
1: for there's me, voice acting. It's fun for,
2: for me. I think I think it sh- it falls just short of being the, so bad. It's good level. I mean, probably it's 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 I, too it,
0: mixed. It's too mixed yeah. between the between mediocre and like passable to like just laughably there's bad. Some
3: voices that are actually decent, like Shunon's voice, was fine. The narrator yeah.
0: guy doesn't
1: sound
3: too bad. Yes, there, yeah. I like the narrator. The narrator. Um, we haven't gotten there yet, but uh, the VA for Zelgius when he's in a cutscene later is actually pretty solid. He's pretty I pretty Black cool. Knight, I, I bet you. I bet you like him. I would bet you like him. <laughs> Shut
4: up. Black Knight is voiced uh, in that chapter with Micaiah, I think, right?
3: Um,
4: I don't I, think Black, no, I
3: don't think so. Voiced. It's
4: all
0: in game. Yeah, yeah. He's not that. voiced
3: in that. I. He might have a cutscene where he's voiced like, at the end of the game. I don't think he don't does
0: remember. as the Black Knight. I, don't I think, think it's, a Black all, Knight, it's all Zelgius. <laughs> whoa! Whoa, 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 Darren. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Sorry, I couldn't keep it in because this game also can't keep that in and you can't find that cool plot twist out in an organic way. Instead, a character literally just tells you and, but we're yeah, and spoils we're it for right. But
4: that's also later. <laughs> Is this part yeah. three? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's part three. Oh, part four. I mean, part people four? guessed it in Path of Radiance because they like they looked up his sprite and they, um, I think they data mined the Black Knight's model or something. I can't remember why, but like it synced up perfectly. Maybe it was the portraits.
0: Back in the day, I had no idea who it was. The only notion that gave it to Zelagos was how, for stuff he does in Part Three, he goes, "Hey, he seems really competent."
2: <laughs> for me, it got spoiled when I decided <laughs> to so look so at really his cool. job.
0: Yeah. <laughs> For he, me, it got spoiled when I, cool. up the wiki, when I looked
2: up the wiki for how to fight the Black Knight, and it just showed the Zelgius page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, like, mine... Yeah. Mine, like, I'm sure a lot of people was heroes, because, you know, they had Black Knight. It's like, whoa, that's cool. Then literally, like, I don't know, less than six months later, they're like, hey, it's Zelgius, and he's literally the exact same as Black Knight. He just has the helmet off. It's like, well... <laughs> he, not, and not- he has the same weapon and the same, like, Black Luna skill. It's like, well... <laughs> Well, no I think I figured it out
3: <laughs> <laughs> might know who it is
1: it's i i this has been a thing now since I guess 2017 Zelgius might have been like beginning of 2018 but God it would have been so cool if they had Zelgius in the like crimson red armor instead of just like black Knight with helmet off
2: yeah anyway oh for an ascendant
1: <laughs> ascendant or I know going back to Gwim, gwim has been begging for years now. <laughs> for for um, okay. what is it, resplendent? Resplendent, yeah. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. Um, what else could we talk about? I guess just general gameplay wise, or how about the, uh, how about the new? How so about
4: the we new had a, a listener question, um, that I think is good to go over here. Uh, uh do from, we, yeah, from Cody, um, CS wins between Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn. What is your preferred game for Lagoos gameplay wise? Personally, he would lean towards Path of Radiance, preferring the gauges uh, preemptively as opposed to triggered by a player action. Um, so, Keegan and I both had Lagoos this part. I think other people did. Yeah. I a did, lot of people used... did. As well. No, okay. Um, so, we can get I into it more playing. later. But I, I would be inclined to agree with Cody. Um, in theory, there's a lot that makes them better. Now you have an item that can raise your gauge. So, they're not just sitting around doing nothing when they're untransformed. You also can punch and build um, you know, strike rank untransformed if you're tanky enough to do that um, so it's not wasted completely. You can also choose when to shift from the menu now instead of just having it happen, so you can save it um, if you want to for whatever reason. Um, all of that is is good. I think it's good to have options. I think they did a lot. And then they completely ruined it uh, with one important fact, which is that everything declines the gauge. When yeah, you do anything, yeah. it'll decline. When people attack you, it'll decline. Guess what happens like 100 times on enemy phase to a good unit? They'll all get fucking attacked like a bunch of times. If, if someone throws a javelin at Leaf and misses, their transformation gauge will go down. There's no winning, which means that usually, if you're using them the way you use units in Fire Emblem, where they're killing a lot of people on enemy phase, that's usually what a good unit does, mm-hmm. then they'll be untransformed almost immediately which means that on your turn, your action is usually just stuffing your face full of a levy grass to try to get back into shape, which is especially bad for lagoos because they don't attack at two range, uh, which means a lot of the time on enemy phase, you'll have holdouts that are, you know, remaining that have just attacked you from range, and you can go after them, or you can levy grass, but if you're untransformed, you don't have a choice, so you just got to keep standing there, stuffing your face, while you get plinked at uh, bows and shit.
0: It's like so, they took the quality of life improvements they needed in terms of like having more control over the transformation, but the implementation and how the system actually uses is so botched compared to the, how simple it was in Path of Radiance that it doesn't feel worthwhile half the time. Yeah.
4: yeah, they, they, they added a lot of good stuff and then they just didn't tinker with it to make it work. And inst- and so it doesn't, um, uh, not for nothing. The worst units in this game are lagos, uh, like Isa and liar and like, you know all the other things that make bad units, bad stats, poor availability, whatever. But like the fact that they're lagoos is a specific detriment. Uh, which admittedly, you know, in path ingredients, the lagoos, you've got a good unit half the time and no unit the rest. That's a pretty significant detriment. But when they're also, on, it, they're on. You know, and is Leaf, the
0: demi band less of a nerf than the uh, than the yeah, wild definitely. heart? I don't know. Because yes, wild heart, you get one point
3: five stats. versus double. You gain. I think it's essentially the same effect. Because it halves your transformed stats, but your transformed stat buffs in Path of Radiance are a lot lower. Mm. You do not gain as much by being transformed, whereas here you just get like doubled stats. Well, it's also the Lagoos
0: in Path of Radiance had
2: actual stats. Right. Where here, if. They have gi stats when they're not transformed
0: because so I just feel like through experience outside of the Royals because I feel like the Royals are a special case since they're like a super crazy ultimate buffed yeah. unit. they're like, like your the pseudo
4: royals that you can only get at the end and you
0: have... yeah like uh, your like your Athoses or you whatever this the, the goat your Gota, like that type yeah. of character but like just even buffer in some cases. but like I always felt like, units like Miram, I got more use out of Empath of Radiance than I would in uh Radiant Dawn. It also feels like I don't know if this is m- just me remembering it wrong, but I feel like there's more like anti-Lago's weapons used in this game.
2: Well there's that, yes, mostly due to lore reasons and whatnot, and also the they're still weak to fire for well, the majority of Lagoose are weak to fire tomes, which is yeah. oh, really? pretty really, which yeah, which yeah, is all done. beasts yeah, the, all the beasts are weak to fire. The hawks are weak to wind, and then the few dragons you get are weak to thunder. Mm. So, it sort sort of explains cool the, the game. Yeah, cool the game, but it's also like fire is one of the most common, and you yeah. also have the beasts are also the most common lagoos you get. Yeah, you, know, you have a like,
3: ton of beast yeah. lagoos.
4: Yeah, and none of them have two range, so you can't even hit back well technically there is a skill
2: where they can can, there's a skill percent chance where they can retaliate but it's very inconsistent
3: and I think only the beasts can get it too if I remember correctly So the the hawks and your raven are kind of screwed
2: yeah Yeah. something else important to note is the transformation gauge in Radiant Dawn is it it goes down differently for each depending on what animal you are yeah. So like, cat, cats really? gets yeah, cats get screwed right. over the most. So every battle they lose four to their gauge, and the Oof. gauge is like thirty, I believe, right? Yes, it's thirty. Yeah. So they they lose they lose four per for, per battle. So like, Nostro's example of dodging a javelin, you know, that's minus four. That's that's what a six or that's almost almost an eighth of your gauge just gone just from de- dodging once, yeah, one combat. Meanwhile, meanwhile, tigers the, uh, the other most common they only they only get minus three per battle. Which, yeah, it, so that, it does
3: help uh, characters like Mordecai and more quite a bit because right. they can stay shapeshifted a lot longer.
2: Right, and adding on to that, it's because olive grass is always or a levy grass is always plus fifteen. So once once you're able to get transformed, you can st- uh, you can stay transformed somewhat easily just by chugging olive grass every turn. It's yeah. just cats cats run into the problem of where then they get into too much combat where yeah. they can't where they can't, they uh, can't use the leave grass to stay to stay transformed. I uh, and, I and again
0: with buffed enemies, they will probably murder your untransformed lagoos.
5: Well
1: I see. use left on my um uh what is it two two chapter, uh the one with uh Lucia and yeah i i used her as my undrafted unit for that because we all get one free undrafted unit thank you darren (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah i i immediately ran into that problem because i was like wow her combat's really good but then i would like use the lagoon stone and then you know there's a lot of enemies on that chapter she'd you know kill like four of them in any enemy phase and then she'd be either you know finished with her transformation or very close to it and it was it's frustrating. I think mean, I used all 3 beast stones or yeah. lagoo stones.
2: Yeah. You, 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 cats especially will just burn right through yeah. through all yeah. the. stuff. Yeah. 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 Tiger's and you got to sling, spend your but...
4: turn using it instead of attacking. Yes, right.
1: exactly. It's it's a real shame cuz lagoo's are such a cool concept uh and I don't know, it's it's a little bit botched. I I wish lagoo's in like I wish they could return to them in some way because having beast units that it's not just like it's the bony guys and awakening and they're wolves now in uh, fates or also foxes, but having them be their own sort of distinct classes where it's like you got flyers, you got sort of fighter esque archetypes in the, the, the tigers, more sword master types in the, um, the cats like laugh. It's, it's really cool and it's fun. Uh, but yeah, they're just, uh, they yeah. go from being strong units like, what, like a third of the time, maybe, to semi-unusable <laughs> when they're untransformed? They I do mean, it have, really depends do... on the map,
4: because like Path of Radiance, Leaf, you know, you can beat a lot of maps before she has right, to Because her again.
1: gauge started full, right, I think? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like,
4: Mordecai, full. you've got to wait for him to work. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, you have Smite, so you can do a lot with him before that, but still... Mm.
1: Are Lagu's stones easy to get, or is it It's they're, mostly they're, the olive things that you're using?
4: Mostly Alivi Grass. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're still
2: more common here in Radiant Dawn than they were in Path of Radiance. I think the Path okay. of Radiance, okay. I think there's literally only two that you get Really? Game. Yeah. yeah, and, they, and, and then there's, free there's like UCH better stone?
4: Lagu's stones at the very end game. Um, yeah, the Lagu's the gems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. gems.
2: How, how
1: does it work with the Royals? So they just stay transformed? They yeah, have a special skill that's should...
2: just... They have a special yep. skill that is like you, this unit will always be able to transform. Okay, okay. So
3: it's like yeah, they, so they know it's a problem,
2: skills. but then that they'll give it to the that they'll give the fix to the royals. But for the units that you'll be using for literally the entire game, basically, it's
3: like no nah. resource management. There really was, like, I saw, part of it I also saw is that there's
4: no payoff. Like Fire Emblem has characters that are bad that you know are not really worth the work it takes to make them good, but at least you can. You know, sure. if the regular Lagos had like their their mastery skill, let them stay transformed the whole time, or something like that, or maybe they their strike at SS got one two range or something like that. Like, would it be worth suffering through to get them there? Maybe not, but at least you could if you wanted to have them and have them be good. But there's nothing like that. So they just, keep... well, that's, that's
1: why I've always personally, you know, as much as people like to clown it, I think, I think the community has changed since what it was, you know, five years ago or whatever. But back in the day, uh, <laughs> people used to, you know, oh, what are you doing using Nino, blah, blah, blah. It's like, is Nino a good unit? No. Is Nino fun to use? Yeah, absolutely. And, and she, can yeah, be quite, I mean, that was a
4: reaction to people being like, Nino is the best unit in the game.
1: No, I, I so understand. So it was an overcorrection exactly yeah. but but like you like you're saying like the est archetype units as are they worth the effort probably not in most cases but they're still fun to use and you, you can make them really strong if you put in the work um Lugus, yeah that's that's just not really something that you you can do unfortunately they, they fall more
4: mechanic. into the wendy archetype
2: and so some, yes. something, <laughs> something else i want to add not as know, bad be, but <laughs> the, the lagoo stone plus that you know that you can find that gives you uh permanent transformation for a map That stone? It's also a hidden tile, Desert (laughs) Ida.
3: Yo! (laughs) Well, (laughs) I know what I'm looking for, because I have a ton of goods.
2: Well, technically there's two uh what who's who's the who's the Lion Kings his second? Gifka. Gifka joins with one. Yeah, he joins with one, but then the other one, it's a hidden it's a hidden tile. I think it's actually underneath the boss of that map. So you have to kill the boss and then step on the tile. Or shove you know, really But yeah, you you have no royals, Devin. So, sorry.
5: Uh,
1: sucks, so suck. Please please don't disrespect my girl Kaiza like that. Or my guy Kaiza like that.
2: Alright. <laughs> well, I mean, you still have Janif, who technically is like the best
3: non-royal beast. So, there mm-hmm. you go. Yeah, there
4: you go. But, I've got two royals. And I have Janif, Rolf, who's is, a
3: beast in his own right. Is Janif significantly better than Loki <laughs> in this game? No, Loki okay,
2: goes... Yeah, Okie's, Okie's better, much better in this game, because they they have prep skills and Okie's is just plus twenty evade for no reason.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, because because uh, Janf gets hit, but uh, Okie gets evade. Right. Who has it, oh, you have Okie. Okay. I have Okie, Yeah.
2: I thought I thought I thought you had Okie. Uh,
3: I have I have, I have, Okie, have Jan- Devin yeah. has Janf. Oh, you have Jan- Sorry, my bad. Yeah. 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 I I saw that I drafted Okie first and I couldn't remember if it was if it was because he was like notably better. Yeah. yeah. it's a nice uh, turnaround
4: yeah. because in Path of Radiance, Janeth is was yeah. because yeah. of Gage.
2: Yeah. Well, also also Path of Radiance Olki was just complete garbage.
4: <laughs> <laughs> He's, <laughs> never dead. Also, He's never good. Also, not dead. to completely derail
0: this conversation, but yeah, I'm yeah. just amazed that we've gone over an hour into this conversation and we haven't talked about the story like at all, Thank which you.
2: which, I was which to
0: me so many is crazy.
1: I guess why don't we quickly before we do that, why don't we knock out some of these mailbag questions so Varun asks did we do this one yet no, no. we did not um varoon asks who's your favorite member from each dawn brigade grail mercenaries alencia knights uh let's not do grail Merc- mercenaries for now let's just do dawn brigade and alencia knights but who's your guys H- how about we do this uh favorite dawn brigade slash knight team member and favorite just member in general uh well for um, my draft
4: it's obviously zyhark um yeah Imagine Lord. but no one's probably best. I mean, uh, Jill is a, like the obvious favorite for day and army. Uh, yeah, and then Kieran is pretty good as far as Crimean knights go. He's mainly uh, suffering for availability. Um, there's probably someone better, but I can't think of who actually. He might be the best. No, the world,
3: too. Uh, not really. <laughs> the yeah. Crimean knights aren't all that great. Yeah. yeah, they get they get really scammed by availability, but at least like Kieran and Joffrey are like strong joffrey's so cool i like joffrey
1: um i guess i can go uh i don't know does soth count i'm gonna say soth is my sure. favorite sure, yeah. I yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's kind of like did. the leader yeah he is i've always really liked soth he he was the you know he was my first jagan he was like you know seth uh for some people or titania or i don't know frederick or something like that i just saw this cool ass thief dude with you know green hair and he's got some shirt yeah and a belly shirt and he's got some stupid weapon called a card and he was just run one riding everything i was like whoa this guy's awesome so i've always really liked Soth. i have like a fully invested soth and heroes blah 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 he's cool
4: yeah um, it's funny that you have him as this like scrappy little child in path of radiance and then he turns into that and like yeah, in the, game, yeah. the characters are like wow yeah, he's like you really kind of a out. badass yeah <laughs>
5: yeah
1: my my boy Soth does not get the respect he deserves, because every appearance he's had in Heroes, he's been four- or five-star unit, which generally means not as strong. Um, and we'll see with Engage. I hope he's in it in some form, but we'll see. Um, so I guess, yeah, he'd probably be my favorite team member and my favorite unit in the Dawn Brigade. And Alencia Knight's? uh i like joffrey a lot as i said joffrey's really cool i like his design and doesn't he i thought he had a preferred weapon does he not he, he,
2: uh, I mean,
3: he like the, the
2: lance, which anyone yeah. Can jack yeah it's
1: not prep, i mean but... he's he's like he's you know he's next next gen finn I, I can get down with next gen finn <laughs> I could uh, see that. Yeah, except
2: <laughs> inferior in every way because he's a,
5: lime.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a lie. a lie. You know, he's a lime and Uh That's true. Sure. His color,
0: yeah. his color's pretty ugly uh, and Radiance. Oh, he got a big he, glow up in this game. He did. Okay. okay. I do like his armor
3: um, a lot more in this game. That's yeah. a low yeah. bar. One of the lowest it, bars it, it, possible it, to clear. <laughs> it's quite a low bar, but it is a lot better.
1: Yeah, and then uh, I guess another favorite. I don't know why. I've always just liked Vika's design. I think she looks. uh, That was our
4: original. (laughs) It was. It was was, her her jorts.
1: It's called Subhuman Jorts. I think (laughs) that was the name of that episode. I didn't Um, realize. So
4: I was I was going through all the story and I forgot that she had a character and that I hate it. (laughs) Um, What's your character? I I only remember her design. design.
1: I skipped through all the cutscenes.
4: She's like socially awkward with micaiah in like two conversations that's pretty much all she does and it's not at all endearing it's just baffling
1: i mean is it like as bad as some of the 3ds stuff or is it just i mean like...
4: it's shorter than all of that so no but like okay it's bad in its own way yeah
0: and it's also like this is it this is the entire character
4: yeah <laughs> There's i mean it bad does bad it does complement uh her gameplay role which is exactly right. the same
0: whatever not not
1: her then i'll say alencia i've always also really liked alencia i think her design is super cool and just having like a pegasus knight lord is is really fun uh one of you guys go next
0: i'll go i will say black from knight. the draft so far well obviously <laughs> the black knight forever and ever but um, does he
1: count as dawn brigade sort he of he, he theoretically theoretically, yeah, theoretically yeah. he
0: does join the dawn brigade yeah. um <laughs> But in terms of like drafted, I I like Nolan. I've always liked Nolan. He seemed like the coolest member, kind of like the in a way, he kind of reminds me of like Barrett from Final Fantasy seven in terms that he's kind of like the dad of sure, this yeah. this scrappy young rebellion group. And, and obviously he's yeah. an absolute he's an absolute he's an absolute beast in gameplay. So that uh, helps out his case, too. Um. So I like him a lot. Um. The Alencia Knights. I mean, I, I like Marcia. I think she's she's one of the yeah. go-to characters for Taliesse. When I think of cool characters, I like. She gets a nice little glow up from her design. It's a natural progression. Too bad she's not as good as she was in the previous
3: game. Keegan. Um. So for Dawn Brigade... Uh, I think. I mean, I think for me, it's between like Soth and Jill for both like gameplay and uh and character. I mean, you kind of pretty much said everything there is to say about Soth. I think he's just really cool. That hell of a mm-hmm. glow up from just being this random stowaway kid that you find on a ship to it's missable to, to, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, he's, he's a base kind of conversation. He's mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and he's so, just, so just worse than
4: Volk in every way in that game. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, just some random, completely disregardable kid to like a total badass in this game. Yeah, and then um, for the knights, I I wish I didn't hate so many of, of like the <laughs> the royal knights like because Astrid I want I, I, and... I want to like Astrid, but Astrid is brought down by Makalov being the biggest piece of shit on the planet.
4: Her character was stabbed (laughs) through the gut in this game, and the knife's name was Makalov.
3: Why does everyone
4: hate Makalov so much? Because he's He's such
3: an an asshole! He is an unapologetic gambling, alcoholic asshole who leaves a mess for everyone else to deal with.
0: It's a mess that all the women in his life have to clean up and almost
3: get killed for. True. Multiple times. Because, like, Marcia is forced to deal with his shit for, like, ever, and then their, their brother um, he joins her right yeah yes. Yeah. yes and then uh he joins the royal knights and then astrid gets stuck dealing with his shit for the rest of her life because i think they get like married or something which, yeah she, that poor she girl, made a bad call she made a right. terrible call and not
0: it, only did made, her stats <laughs> and growths get worse her like brain her development got worse. got worse yeah, yeah it's not
4: unrelated it's, <laughs> she, abandoned it's her, a... <laughs> her, she
2: abandoned her noble family for him
3: it's such a bad decision that literally everyone in the game around tells her it's a bad decision. Like there's a base conversation in part two with like Joffrey, Khalil and Astrid and she's like defending him and, they're, and Khalil's like, why? He's awful. He's the worst. And it's like, yes, he is awful and the worst. Why is she the only one who doesn't see it? Freaking
0: yeah, it clown really looking so mofo.
3: Yeah. <laughs> So basically if they didn't stab her character through the gut, it would be Astrid, but because uh because it's not, I'll probably just have to go with like Joffrey
1: there. Yeah. Chef and I already know it's Heather for you for the knights. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes,
2: Heather, <laughs> the best Crimean knight. I mean I don't Most know. Most memorable
1: character. Yeah. really.
2: I mean, I don't know what some of you were talking about because Har is technically a Crimean knight. <laughs> he's far... true. He's he's isn't he? I counts. didn't
3: really think he counted, but yeah, I guess he does. So I'm just gonna go with him, and then,
2: uh, based on this run, the only option I really have to say is so. I'm not I'm not picking. I'm not picking anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that that up. So uh, yeah. Uh, normally, normal playthrough context, I would probably say Volug, mostly because I, sure. I I like to do the like kickboxing uh Paragon training in like three. 3-7 or whatever the chapter is to just get a super <laughs> super volag, Yeah. But yeah, that's I don't know. And aside from heart and I guess I guess Leth, I don't I don't care about the Crimean Knights pretty much all. No, not really. I don't I don't care too oh. much. Right. So it's like it's cool, though. Yeah, but it's yeah. like I don't know. So then there's there's not much there for me, unfortunately.
1: All right. Well, let's move on to these last two questions here. Uh, so, Lord Niru says, how would you fix the issues with some of the Dawn Brigade units becoming very underleveled slash weak once you reach Part 3? I mean, you could just sort of auto-level them and, and give them plus X to stats, but...
4: Yikes, no. I don't know. You uh, don't think so? I think because no, I don't, you don't would... think them being underleveled as a group in Part 3 is a problem. They are wildly outclassed. And that is the point, and it makes for some really fun, interesting maps. I think individual units are terrible, so they continue and become worse in part three, like Meg mm. and Fiona and whatever. Uh, but the the Nine Brigade is worse. That is your struggle that you have to deal with, and I think it makes for good maps. I think it's fun to be like dealing with swarms of lagoos. I mean, you should have beast foe like normally. That should be something you get in a base conversation or something. And that would make a big difference. Yeah. But yeah, you're you're not going to make. You know Meg and Fiona good and Edward and Nolan and Soth like struggling a bit compared to part one because the maps are harder because you're fighting fucking Ike and it, it would be hard. That all checks out. I think though like three thirteen is one of my favorite maps in the entire game and at least casually it's really hard. But for reasons that fit and with characters that it makes sense to be on the uh, the losing side. <laughs>
0: I don't disagree with that. I do appreciate when the gameplay reinforces the narrative. I I do miss that. I feel like that's been kind of lost in some of these newer Fire games, but I won't get into that. (laughs) Uh, But I think maybe a way to help soften the issue is if we had more chapters with the Dawn Brigade in Part 3, that way you get more time to train them.
4: Because it is a really hard... hard,
0: Yeah, like it's a harsh adjustment going from... The Grail mercenaries who are like godly. Then you go back to the Dawn Brigade who are the same levels and like at this point your your Grail mercenary it's been people are. Like Ten hours are since you
4: played as them. Yeah, yeah, and
0: your Grail mercenary people are probably like nearing or on their third tier promotions and are like gods of the battlefield. And you go back to like your barely promoted units from the Dawn Brigade, and you're like, oh shit.
4: I do that. Yeah, a few more chat like enough to get them at least every time I played casually and like not a draft with way fewer units. Um, They usually haven't even quite been promoted by the end of part one. So I need to like waste a couple levels just to get them there. Mm. I think like one or two more chapters would go a long way with that. Um, Or, you know, not checkerboarding their availability so much in part one and just letting you use them all once they join the first time. That would help too.
2: For me, for me, for me, I would say just like, take all the ch- take all the part 2 maps and just convert them into the dawn brigade chapters honestly for me game wise, yeah. because gameplay wise cuz cuz game cuz gameplay wise part 2 there there it's, isn't it's enough it's the weak link it's the weak link because nothing yeah. really carries over aside from like potentially some horror and like there's some horror stuff and like nephany stuff there's there's not much gameplay wise that transfers over because all the crimean knights are then screwed via availability that aside from like the five that joined the grail mercenaries so then that that sort of leaves part two gameplay wise pretty disconnected when well you have
0: such wildly different units like the unit availability is so confusing until you yeah 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 i i do say i i would like them to incorporate like still having that like that final chapter of a of the part two because i think that's just a really awesome moment
2: it could it could yeah i guess have that be, like, the prologue to the, uh, Part 3 instead. Because then that sets up, you know, the Grail mercenaries at the
0: end rescuing and whatnot. I feel like they really would need to redesign Part 2 in general to make it better. And then maybe something that works for me, this is part of, like, the story discussion in a way, too, is I like how... The whole time you're dealing with all the stuff in Crimea, you're like, oh, my God, like if Ike were here, all these problems would be solved if Ike were here. And you have to go through these, in some cases, challenging maps with units that aren't amazing because like they're kind of like the lesser units from that Crimea crew from the first game. And you do feel in a way kind of that that lack of Ike and like the Grell mercenaries you are like, oh, man, like, where are they? And when they show up and save the day, it feels so good because you have yeah. that payoff because you have all those points and especially for like what it does for lindsey's character not having the crutch of ike to lean on like she did in path of radiance
2: i think that's more of a point undercut, uh more of coming from a draft perspective because in normal gameplay you know in chat in 2-2 you have lucia who is strong enough to do most of the challenge in that fight and then in joffrey's charge you have joffrey who He's yeah, strong enough to do most of the stuff. I think you do, you have... but
0: I, I'm saying yeah. I, I I like having the story of of what they do with Alinsia. So I think I think they would need to maintain that, but they would need to do stuff to fix the gameplay of it.
4: But even even I then, with the story, too, this little chunk we have now is where the story is at its strongest. It does something very cool that none of the other Fire Emblem games do, and that is fucking deconstruct the ending. Like Path of Radiance, we yeah. talked about this a lot. It was, in a lot of ways, kind of the epitome of the quote-unquote standard fireable plot. It did it well on its own merits, and then this does even more. Each one, in its own way, is kind of showing that it's not just all as well. Part one, you have the, the whole day in occupation where, like, you know, Ike is like, and Alencia are like, you know, we're not going to occupy whatever. Like, you know, Benyon was leaning on them, they got that. And then suddenly, like, yeah, they're, they're fucking oppressing people. And also Dayan is still racist. They're not just like super good now just because they're on the back foot. They have to like navigate that and deal with it. Um, And you have like people like Azuka and Ashnard's uh, wife and son, allegedly, you know, you're dealing with, you get to see the kind of other side of that. And then you get to part two and it's not all golden in Crimea either. You know, they didn't just chase out the invaders and go home for tea and it was all was well and good. Alencia... Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but no one had ever heard of her. She was completely unknown before the war started. So she really does not have a strong basis of legitimacy. All of the living relatives that could vouch for her are gone, dead, uh, you know, whatever. So, yeah, you know, they probably would be mad. uh, Stupid fucking classes, mad that uh, a mercenary won the war instead of one of the knights or whatever. Um, You know, that she was raised on a manor instead of in a castle. Uh, like the whole the Part Two Rebellion, I remember when I was playing this back in uh, a while ago. They they felt like implausibly stupid. Like oh, these Crimean nobles are too stupid to be real. Um, and that part has just aged better and better as you realize that you no, know, they they totally would just long to go back to the good old days and start a civil war over it for almost yeah. no reason. It, just enriching themselves and and getting a bunch of peasants swept up in it too because they're racist and they're mad. And like, I I think the the part two story just gets better and better every with age. (laughs) It really
0: kind of does. And it also shows you how much her, like Alencia's character has grown from like path of radiance where she didn't have to make any of those hard decisions, but at the very end it's like, Hey, your best friend,
3: your best
4: friend or your kingdom.
3: Yeah. And, she and she's willing resolves to make the hard herself. choice. Yeah, yeah. In like, fucking Awakening, to let they make you make the hard die. choice
4: and they're just like, nah, don't worry about it.
3: Yeah, but no, Alencia's like, no, I I have to let my friend die. She doesn't want to do it, but she absolutely what, resolves what herself to do it. Lucia. Lucia. Yeah,
2: at, the end, oh. at the end of 2E, they're like, All right, uh, if you don't surrender, we're going to kill Lucia. And then she's like...
0: This is after you, you beat Alencia's gambit, which yeah, is like, yeah. you know, in terms of like the story, it was like a crazy like siege that they barely won. They barely yeah, got yeah. through that Stay siege. Fine.
4: And if you don't cheese it, it is like that in gameplay. Um, like, yeah. It's there's there's, so, for, many for there's so many enemies. there's so many
3: enemies. You get like a like a clutch like re uh, reinforcement from the from the, the, the royal knights. knights. Yeah. Yeah. Like you you really like if you play it, it if really cool. you play it as an actual defense map, which I since you don't have Hari, you'll kind of have to. It, yeah. it actually does feel like you survive on the skin of your teeth. Like, what? Like, how do you
1: cheese it? Is it just like if you kill uh, the boss, then... you
3: just you just take Har, you get a you get a two range weapon, and you just yep. put him park him right next to the boss, and he kills the boss over two turns.
2: Yeah, and that's it. It,
3: well, that's it, it it's, it's ends over. on
2: kill boss. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, I, I yeah. got Alencia to kill the boss on my run. Well, Alincia, can do it, it too, it. but
4: you need to rig a stun, right? Yeah, or, Har or can longer. just do it. When does Target she get a
0: midi
2: cuz she just has uh, she gets it in, chapter. That chapter.
0: in that chapter in that chapter
2: oh, okay. she's like ah, oh, yes i must i must take this royal sword to defend, to defend and you're like thank god, god i have an actual
4: here.
3: weapon now
2: yeah. yeah not a slim sword <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: and you know honestly she was ambushed in the prologue in a time of peace it does make sense that she wouldn't have the royal artifact on her randomly right yeah,
1: because is a midian path radiance? I don't remember. Yeah, yes. she gets it. Yes.
2: Well, te- technically, you can miss it if you somehow get Joffrey, Bastion or Lucia killed before, before yes. before she joins.
0: I was thinking that it would make sense since we kind of. Does anyone have any like last thoughts on part two? Generally, like just since we've already pretty much covered most of we, part we two. We have really
3: covered basically all of it.
1: Uh, I have a request.
3: Okay. okay. Oh. Darren,
1: can you do your role voice one more time? Oh, on. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, I can't do it. I don't want to hurt.
3: That is the uh, perfect part two. Summer, you need no. Other right, I'm,
1: I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad we cleared the air here.
2: Um, yeah, Don Regan.
5: <laughs>
3: so, <laughs> Chef.
2: Yeah, uh, only thing I was gonna say is you know the part two stuff is good in a vacuum and as a and as a follow up <laughs> to Patheradians. I think where part two then suffers from is uh, the fo- connecting it back to the major conflict set- right. that takes place yeah. in act three, Definitely. which sort of makes it where Crimea isn't really involved in most of it. They sort of are forced in and the main conflict is just the Laguz versus uh, Ben, <laughs> which somewhat hinted at in part two, in part two, but it's pretty much.
4: Yeah. I saw the the cutscenes to start part three, and it's so abrupt. It's like, and then it's suddenly like, the lagoos yeah. were offended, and then they sent an ambassador, and they would. And this is all done by the narrator, who like yeah. ninety nine percent of the time is just recapping the cutscene you just saw. But then suddenly he's laying like a massive pipe to set up the entire conflict for the next like third of the game.
3: Right, yeah. and, and like, then there the couldn't first... have
4: been a better lead up for it.
2: And the first Grail, and the first Grail mercenary chapter is is Ike being like, "Oh man, that was, that was some great stuff we did in Crimea." And it's like, uh, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, technically, if you didn't, if we didn't see what happened, we could have just assume some stuff, some stuff happened.
4: <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, like after the big CG cutscene, I don't mind assuming that Ike and the Grail mercenaries cleaned up all the rebels. But then there's a huge jump from that to like. We are in a base camp right now, and Randolph is just first explaining the reason for this war. <laughs> yeah,
3: and this is kind of like,
2: ah, uh, yes, this is going to be a global conflict, or, or yeah. essentially a global conflict.
3: I feel like it could have been solved by having, like, a messenger show up in Crimea, like, right after that happens, to explain that, and that would have been a much more natural transition.
0: Or just, like, some further setup to where maybe they had, like, a Laguz representative going to each kingdom. And then yeah. they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to uh, benyon's next." And then you get the thing of, "Oh, they killed the ambassador." And you're like, "Oh shit!"
2: i I guess, I, I guess technically they're in one of the base conversations of like two E or something, Lefty is like, uh, there's some stuff. There's some stuff going on in Galia. They're they're they may they they may be going to doing something here, and we may need to leave <laughs> leave here, but we'll yeah. we'll stay for we'll stay for this big two E fight."
0: But they they yeah, definitely could another, have connected I, it I better.
4: I think it kind of ties into another issue, which is that um, this is this is a minor thing, but like they made the conflict more one sided by getting rid of almost all of the Benyon characters. Like Marcy was working for them, now she's with Crimea. Um, That's true. Ashford was
2: working working with them and then left. Ashford too.
4: Makalov, yeah, like all these characters should be in Benyon, and the the Crimea knights feel kind of tacked on, mostly. Um. And the, the way that Part 2 is structured, you don't need that many of them anyway if they were just all available the whole time.
2: I think Mar- um, I think Marcia is one of the bigger offenders because if you go off of her Path of Radiance-Tanith support conversation, at the end of it, she 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 uh, resolves to rejoin the knights under Tanith's command and whatnot. Yeah. But then it's I like, mean, at the end oh.
4: Of Path of Radiance, you have all the different groups fly off back to their home nation, and there's a whole big group of Benyon people, and they all just they fly off, and I guess they just fly the fuck right back and join up with Crimea. Um, it's kind of awkward, and it, it also means it makes things a lot more one-sided. Like you have to have Dayan like be the other side of that war exclusively, because there's like a few remaining Banyan characters, but they're all like with the Apostle, and they don't join until it's basically over. And I, I say a few. I think it's just Tanith and Sigrun. Yeah, it's and just Son- yeah, Sonicy, I guess, which, kind of.
2: But yeah, which there's plot reasons for why they can't be there, but I, yeah, and that's fine. That's,
4: but it it makes it awkward. Like, I what if you had a chapter? Where you're playing as the benyan Knights, and you see the the thing get assassinated, and it breaks out into a fight or something. Like you could show that and tie it in, and that could be part of the setup.
2: Yeah, two. Yeah, part two has like one of those. It's good as a follow up and as part of the being it be, the game being a sequel and acknowledging you know the stuff that happened in Path of Radiance and the follow up to that. But at the same time, then start to run into the issue of like. You know, every, every at the end of the game, at the end of Path of Radiance, everyone goes off to do their own thing. So then it's like, all right, how do you actually get to tie all this back together? And Part yeah. Two is like, oh wait, you, you can't actually tie it back together. Yeah. We're just, we'll just have part, our part own. Part Two side is story like, here. we
4: won't. They we, kind yeah. of crowbar it in in Part Three. You know, they they kind of force it, but it does happen, but only a little and only at the end.
0: Part of it is because this game does so much. Like this is such a long fire emblem game this is like one of the longest games in the series its conflict is incredibly massive like you go through so many story beats like some of these arcs would be like their own game in like if they were like an nes or super nintendo yeah. title so like one of the and, and like in the whole series yeah. yeah and like part two almost feels like if they were to release this today it would be almost like a seasons Pass dlc after you beat path of radiance it yeah. kind of feels like in yeah. terms of just like how connected it is, it feels more like a really solid epilogue than a continuation in a way.
2: Well, in the uh, Shadows of Valencia, they're basically, yep. basi- it basically that the Rise of the, the Deliverance DLC, which covers the entire, yeah. the entire bit and history before Alm shows up and takes over. And that, so yeah. it's in that same vein, which I guess good at the time, good that they didn't shove it into DLC, but. The person, the only reason it was they could is have they, implemented they it clean. They didn't have yeah. the technology at the time yet. For yeah, a people weren't seeing yeah, a lot of DLC on the
4: Wii. But yes, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah and not, the interesting no. thing is, they pulled it off in part one. Like part one is its own epilogue to Path of Radiance, and it's its own standalone thing, and it ties into the game later. Um, and the, yeah. the way it ties in later is maybe the weakest part of that. And we'll get into that when we do part three. Uh, but but if, still, even, you know, it does not feel the, like yeah. DLC that was chopped off of another game.
0: No.
2: Right. Yeah, even even the way it's dragged it, it's it's dragged in as a forcibly, and that's the fact that they're dragged in is a plot point of itself. Where where the part two people they're dragged in and not really sure why other that they're there other than they have to be there because they're the good
0: guys. Also, before we loop back to part one, shout outs to the amazing CG cutscene with the girl mercenary saved the day. It's like the coolest shit ever.
4: Oh yeah. Well, what if I hit (laughs) her? Yeah, outside of that. Accepted.
0: All right, part one. Holy crap! Dane got oppressed.
4: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Who? What? You're telling me Banyan's bad? That's crazy. Silver-haired maiden.
4: Yeah. To be fair, Sonicky look really incompetent because she has no idea what the fuck is going on for a long time. Yeah.
0: (laughs) To be fair. To be fair, that was like that. It was kind of like that in Path of Radiance too. She was kind no, of like, she's, she's I'm hiring scary. you to give me a better idea of what's going on in my country. But like, yeah, the one thing back when I did YouTube videos when I'd reviewed Radiant Dawn, the what I, I the one thing I kind of commented on is that they kind of go a little overkill with making Benyon like evil. Like they literally almost kill a kid like the one of the first cut scenes of the game. Like yeah. they go mm. pretty hardcore with it. And part of it's needed because you need to set up those those uh, stakes.
1: But I think especially it, for people who had not played Path of Radiance. Oh,
0: if you didn't play Path of Radiance, you'd be like, whoa, these guys are just evil.
4: <laughs> they they kind of went for more ambiguity instead of just like good nation good, bad nation bad. But then they kind of just made Banyon the new bad nation that everyone can be mad at and hate and just do like everything wrong the whole time.
3: Yeah, like in Path of Radiance, you see that the Senate is like Kind of shitty, but they are like really fucking bad in this game. Yeah. And especially so in in part one, where you just get to watch them literally just slaughter civilians to keep them in line, just for reasons.
4: You know, great, like having them like enrich themselves at the cost of the people's well being, that checks out to me. And like being carelessly violent, even. But, like, there's still a huge jump from that to twirling your mustache, and it's a jump that they should not have made. In, you
0: know, in the one defense, not no not reason. to defend fascists, because I'm not about no, that no, on No, they would podcast. do this shit. Like,
4: it's not like it's unrealistic at all. No,
0: no, 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 but I'm just saying, like, in defense of the Beny- Benyon's actions, like, Dane mm-hmm. did start one of the worst wars in the histories of the continent, and they... Yeah,
3: like, they're yeah.
0: they No, and it's cut a realistic path.
4: that they would re- retaliate against the peasants instead of, you know, the people who deserve it.
0: Well to be fair, most of those people are dead.
4: Yeah, they they you kinda you
0: kinda kill them all in the We we got through a lot of, of that villain roster in the I first also
4: game. so like, you know, you're you're working with quote unquote Ashnard's son and that's kind of interesting if you played Path of Radiance like thinking about, you know, like okay yes they're they're baby murder but is is it really a good idea? And then I love Izuka. He is so comically evil but like he, he basically orchestrated Pelias. Uh, we'll get more into that later. But like, it makes sense that he still listens to him. This guy doesn't know shit. Um, yeah. And here's this statesman who took him in, and you know who can help. And who? he's always he- like, it, it helps you feel like you're playing as Dan when there's someone in every scene suggesting the war crime plan first. You know, even if no one's going to go do it. I think yeah. he's really funny too.
0: And because of the gameplay being like pretty oppressive at this point in the game, like this is one of the harder introductions to the series, especially if you're someone who's completely new. If this is your first Fire Emblem sure. game, this would be a challenging one to yeah, adapt to if you clicked normal, normal, normal. Yes, mode. if you click on normal, this is your first Fire Emblem game, you're having a rough time. And you really have this underdog feel for part of it. Like, obviously, in Fire Emblem gameplay, especially in a draft format where you can just super boost a single unit, like nolan for example obviously you can undercut like the narrative overtones of you needing to be these underdogs but like it makes sense story-wise why they would even like hear out these crazy war crime plans because they are severely outgunned and outmanned until the very end where they have they have their hulk equivalent
3: yeah god himself descends onto the battlefield
0: Literally a guy who can't get hurt showed up. He will kill every soldier <laughs> on the other the other team.
3: He literally just warp powders his way in there and says, excuse me, I would like to win this one, please.
0: He literally could. <laughs> like, no questions <laughs> asked. He could literally kill every bedgun soldier.
4: Yeah. Black Knight is so cool in part yeah. one, especially. I, um, also,
3: I absolutely love how he has battle playing every time he fights. They didn't need to do that, but goddamn, it's so cool that they did it.
0: Yeah, uh, I also the I, I one, left
3: my animations on just for him, just for the music.
0: Yeah, it's worth it. He's so cool. Uh, like I'll, I'll get more into the chapter nine and ten stuff in a sec, but I do want to kind of dwell on because I know Devin's a big Soth fan. Big big I mark have. here for Soth. Uh, I when I first played this game had a very different reaction because I didn't follow any of. Because keep in mind, I played Path of Radiance in like 2006 when I got my Wii. I, I I played it on the backwards compatibility of it. And I got then I found out in a Nintendo Power that there's gonna be in the sequel was coming out. And I was like, oh my gosh, the sequel's coming out. And I didn't follow any of the story or press. And when I saw that initial cover art of micaiah and Soth, I didn't even realize that was Soth because he looked so different. And oh, yeah. also to like to Soth's discredit he's not that important of a character in the first game like he is not at all. super not at all, optional yeah. he can't promote he has the weird gimmick of having amazing growths but terrible weapons and no promotion so why would you seriously use this character does volk promote i think he does right yes Yeah. Yes. He yeah. Promotes what if does.
3: you pay him money yes, yes. <laughs> if to pay, because it's volk of course you do but yeah he promotes into an assassin he's the only assassin in uh the talius games
0: yeah that's cool uh so when i first played this game i was like oh who's this character who are these two characters and i read the back it's like because the back of the box only talks about the dawn brigade which to be fair most people aren't going to be able to read the back of the box because you can't find those copies so you'll have to look it up on the internet or you know in a museum to get that historical (laughs) preservation aspect museums
3: can find copies anymore
0: but like literally the back of the box only talks about the dawn brigade so that makes it sound like that's the only part that the game's going to be Where's Ike uh, on the box? Cause I remember him being not. on the box. He's, not. He, he's in the instruction manual, but he's That's not on, is. he's not on the, bo- like literally yes, yes. the, the box art, everything is Dom Brigade. So like when I picked up the game, I was like, Oh, this is going to be about playing as Dane crazy. And when I played the game and I found out he was so, I was kind of upset because he's such a nothing <laughs> character in the first game. And I mm-hmm. wanted it to be like a more relevant character, but as an adult now, like it makes more sense for it to be him. Cause he's a kid. And he's grown, and I guess you get to have that idea of like the young people kind of taking charge of the situation. Yeah. But on that same note, I also wish Micaiah was set up more in Path of Radiance because she's such a plot critical character she in, in this game. She's At all? not no.
4: in it. She's alluded to in like one soft support conversation.
0: It's after you capture Dane.
4: Yeah, he's like he I've disappeared. In Day and yeah,
0: he he, he, yeah. he has a conversation he even with say her, her name off screen. Or no. no. Darren, you you might know the
1: answer to this because I know you're into sort of the development history and stuff like that on these things. How like far in advanced was a sequel to Path of Radiance planned out? Because some of it seems like I, I I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, like I don't like have, so, for example, the development remember, like,
0: information in front for of it me. It was
4: pretty pretty immediately. Like this was made with the expectation of a sequel. I'm pretty. Is sure. that yeah. true? Like the, the Zelgius Black Knight Sprite, I think you can data mine from uh Path of Radiance.
0: Path of Radiance, yeah. I feel like they they were planned to do two games no matter what, and they and they think they sort of were like, Oh, we're we're I think they were aiming for to have both on the GameCube, but then they saw like the GameCube sales and I think the development of Path of Radiance got delayed as well, so they Yeah. Probably pivoted the sequel to be for the Wii, which is kind of terrible because they had the whole gimmicky like hold the Wii remote sideways it's to play the same this
4: game week as Mario Galaxy. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, infamously Was terrible set, set up. Yeah, I did not know that this game oh, wow. performed terribly uh, in North America, yeah. and it's like that's why these games are so hard but, to find because they sold yeah. Like, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like they had. I feel like there were story revisions that happened after Path of Radiance to Radiant Dong. Like, I feel like they, yeah, they yeah. definitely change things, especially. Like all the
4: Banyan people in Crimea, for example. That's a yes. small one. But yeah. That feels
0: like a rewrite. I feel like Makaya's role was rewritten because like she's one of the central characters in the game and it feels weird that she wasn't set up before. So it feels like to me, she's more of an 11th hour. It can't be So, that can't be Jill. It can't be these other characters. We need a new character. Like, it feels like they had an idea for her to be in the game, like obviously, but I feel like her role got made larger. I don't have anything substantive to back this up. That's just sort of my feeling. Because mm-hmm. if you knew Micaiah was going to be this important, why would she not be in Path of Radiance at all or like shown at all? Yeah, like that's Sean crazy to me. Drop,
1: I, I mean, yeah, that one support sounds like a happy
0: accident almost to me. <laughs> like that that's what but I was trying it was to
4: intentional. Say. it was intentional, I'm sure. Realize, but I feel like I feel think.
0: like she was supposed to be like his older sister. Mm. Which, technically, she is, but... Yeah,
4: that whole... Yeah, Micaiah and Soth are really creepy with the fact that they can get married at the end. Wait, Uh, they're related?
3: No, No, they're they're not related, but she basically
4: raised him. Like, when When he's that little Mm. kid, you know, toughing it on the streets, Micaiah is looking exactly the same and older than she looks, raising him like he's her child. Oh, she's not his
1: age? No. No.
4: No, no. She's a, so like, in part was... one you learn that she's branded um, from talking to Maureen, uh, mm-hmm. so she has laguz and human blood, um, and they age really slow. Yeah, she has mentioned as much. She is. Yeah, this is all known in
3: part least. one. This is not spoiled yeah, yeah. anything. Yeah, she's confirmed to be at least in her mid twenties, but given the conversation with uh, Maureen, she's certainly much older than that, or at least notably older than that. We don't she's know how much older. Definitely much older than Soft.
4: Like there's a yes. huge power dynamic cause... issue there.
0: Yeah. He's still like a teenager. He's still God, under really? twenty. Yeah. He just grew yeah, like everyone comments totally he grew 20. like a sprout yeah. in the yeah. years between.
4: Yeah. And like it's like if they couldn't get married, it would be totally fine, because they mostly do just have that kind of relationship. But they start with an A support, and unless you go out of your way to disconnect it, they'll end the game married and it's it's you.
0: Yeah, there's some some fun stuff to unpack there uh but yeah. the Go other part of it <laughs> Bad the other part of it that's weird to me is that so doesn't really have any interactions with the other path of radiance characters mm. so in this game whenever he meets an old character like Jill or Xarc or whatever they're it's
4: like up. oh so what's up I like, remember like we my were buddy do a base conversation and then you sat on the bench for 20 chapters yeah like <laughs> like I wish
0: I wish he had more of like so, like I, does he have supports in Path of Radiance? I mean, he has one with Astrid and Tormod. Which Tormod? That makes yeah, sense. Tormund, they well, have a, I was
3: gonna say that they, they do actually like play off of the friendship between. So because they're like the same age,
4: which is nice. Yeah. but it would be nicer if Tormod stuck around. I don't know yeah. why any of those Wait, characters no. didn't just stick with Dan. Well, so like obviously Tormund, there are story reasons that make it difficult, but you could have worked right. around that.
3: Well, yeah, yeah, because Tormod's like, no, I'm not staying with the people i'm getting out of here
0: so yeah i i find so's like importance especially in part one kind of baffling a little bit but obviously like i get more of it now because it gives you that pressure perspective and the young kid rising up
4: i mean I think also interesting, interesting
0: to have, have a jagan who's not an old man yeah. yeah yeah
4: yeah i mean we've been talking about this a lot like i think Oh God, like one of our really old, old mailbags from like 2016 or 2017 or something, we were talking about like what kind of Jagen we like, and we were mentioning like utility ones that can still have a reason to be deployed once they fall off, but can be allowed to fall off. And we were talking about like a Valkyrie Jagan, like healer or something like that. Soth is a perfect example. Um, You know, his combat definitely falls off as the game goes on, but he'll always be a thief. So it doesn't feel like you have so like to just forget yeah, about him. Even
3: if you're not going to use him to fight after he stops being like the god that he is in part one, you can absolutely still find use for him. Which is good because he's force deployed a lot.
4: Yeah. Um the only it would it would be nice if he weren't force in the tower, uh, because there aren't really many yeah. chests by that point.
3: I don't think that there's no chests actually. Yeah, I think that, so he's, he's just dead is. weight there.
4: But for chest. part three kind of ending when he's starting to fall off he still has good reason to be deployed.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, can well, I talk about the Black Knight stuff now? Oh, of course.
4: <laughs> oh. I, I, I figured you would have already done about it. Oh, oh
0: yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man. So <laughs>
3: part
0: part one of this. I love how, like, you know, Makaya is like this idealist character, like like most Fire Emblem main characters are very right. idealist. Uh, sure, she's yeah. that to like a crazy fault. And she can't she doesn't really love the pressures being the general of this army. She takes a moment to herself. She's all alone. Evil mustache twirling. Jared. Love this guy. He's like a Gundam evil. He's like a (laughs) second Gundam rival character. Like he's he's just so evil and shitty. Well,
4: yeah, if I, if I'm going to be executed, then I'm going to kill as many people as possible. Like he just burns with spite. He's a great like starter villain. Yeah. He's a
0: great intro villain. Just generally good design too. I love that he has like the you know, like the plan to kill Micaiah and it super would have worked out of nowhere. Like I first time playing this did not expect the Black Knight to be involved in the Dane stuff at all, because a I he's didn't deaf. follow. Yeah. Well, he's canonical. Yeah. Like he's supposed to be dead. Love the huge scar in his armor from the fight with Ike. That's, that is that's actually cool. one
3: of my favorite yeah. details about him. He's got this giant. I also think he's not like uh, immune to damage anymore. I think yeah, they said got, the blessing was like he effective,
0: he effectively is but though is. because his defense is so
3: high. He's true. Yeah. In practice he can't take damage. He's not <laughs> I gonna... don't think anyone <laughs> in part 1, one probably can probably actually hurt him. Him. <laughs> he, yeah. He is I think uh I don't think he actually can take damage so Jared can. But um I think I think it's cool that he has like his armor I think is no longer blessed anymore cuz I think he can technically be damaged. And he's just this giant fucking gash through it where it's like I kicked his ass and he's just wearing the battle scar and he doesn't give a shit. He yeah. will still ruin yeah. your day. Well, he knows LOL, I wasn't
0: even trying, he yeah, says.
3: Honestly. <laughs> do you know it. that
0: Devin? do you know that that's the logic why his stats are higher in this game because he meant? wasn't going all out against ike in part one I mean, is it that true because he yeah because
4: yeah mm. i mean this comes in later when he and Ike finally meet in part four but he's like talking and part about, three and part three yeah but basically he saw that like ike had the potential to meet or, or even surpass grail and he didn't want to like nip that in the bud by killing him now so he just let him win
1: interesting
0: i still it's don't better really than know what why they did kills didn't know
4: the japanese version
0: well you'll find out in this game is grail a bad boy well you know grail's background right of him being one of the four riders of dane yada 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 he was yeah. he trained the black knight the art of the sword you know all the stuff that was gone over in path of radiance sure yeah 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 sure
3: do you think this hmm. dude reads Fire Emblem stories? He just presses. Uh, yeah. I wish he would if this was his first time playing. Uh,
1: uh, I, I I plan on it for when we cover it uh subsequently. This game, I'm I'm gonna go back.
0: Yeah, at any rate, he he basically wants to face someone that's like his equal, which he thinks he thought that Ike's dad would be. Yet. Yeah, but he didn't know that Ike's dad crippled himself because you find that out Path of rain So he cut the tendons in his sword arm after he accidentally killed his wife. With a sword. Oh, yeah, that's
4: because why he touched he
0: touched the fire emblem and it made him crazy. Yeah,
4: yeah fire emblem's you know, um, so in sweet. this game. As, as we all know. Oh my god! If you, if you even touch fire emblem, you were just <laughs> fucked. You were gonna ruin your life. <laughs> it's all over <laughs> for you. You don't do it. You don't.
0: Touch Unless you're emblem. Ashnard, yeah. then it just makes you better.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean he's just so fucking crazy. It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> he's just like, oh well, I'm gonna get some more stats now. Is he dead? Ashnard's
4: dead. Ashnard, uh, yes, Ashnard is, dead. is actually dead. Definitely yeah. dead. dead.
0: But uh, but Peleus is his
1: son, right? Allegedly,
4: yeah. uh, so we hear. So, so he Izuka—I don't know if you remember—but Izuka was in Path of Radiance. He was he like was. the villain that created Very all the breathing. feral ones. Yep, um, He was working for Dan. He's Burrow, the, like creepy sorcerer guy with like stringy hair who's always suggesting war crimes. You skipped all of the cutscenes in part one. This is why you shouldn't have. Um, but he's he's on Team Dan. To um, he basically he dude. found allegedly uh, Ashnard's son. Um, which was, like, Ashnard and his wife did have a son that went missing, so, you know, um, Izuka just kind of found him, like, living on the streets, he was doing his his uh, spirit-charming stuff. Hmm. So, and that's also kind of another parallel to Alincia, who was also, like, not known about, and then she was just kind of found by Grail and, like, elevated up as they started winning the war. So it's, it's not just like suddenly there's a rebellion. It's like suddenly there is a figure to rebel around.
0: It's a cool um, like, parallel to that story yeah. with like a darker twist.
4: Yeah, and they're even explicit about it. They're like, yes, um, you know, Peleus is kind like in part two when they're talking about this having happened. Like, yeah, Peleus is kind of like Alícia, and Micaiah is kind of like Ike in this scenario. Yep. And they got right, the Black Knight right. on their side. And Soth is so mad about it, too, which is great. He's like, yeah, why, he, he why are you giving this guy the time of it. day? And Mikai is like, so Soth, when you were fighting against him, he was fighting for in right? Yes. And he's like, yes. And it's also
3: like, who's going to stop him? Who's going to tell yeah. him? No? <laughs> right.
1: you, can't, you can't exactly pick him out. What
3: brave soul is going to stand up to him and
4: say, no, you need to leave. We don't want you here. True. I'm amazed that Izuka didn't try to feral one drug him. He, I mean, he
3: tried on more him. Yeah. But you I can mean, do the, it on people. What, you th- you think he wants to watch the Black Knight and piss him off? I don't know. He's suicidally stupid a lot of the time. It's true. The Black it's Knight true. is literally a man of legend. Like, he is definitely as big and powerful as the Black Knight actually is. I think the word of mouth of him probably puts him on an even higher pedestal. So I think he's kind of right to not want to mess with it.
0: I also love the fact that you actually have a fully controllable Black Knight for the end of part one. Like, it's kind of just hilarious that you can just send him to kill everyone. And and Keegan mentioned. He's
4: playable in three chapters overall. Yeah. Yeah, And you can give him him spears. That's about as much as Vika. (laughs)
0: also pro gamer tip for people who are completionists give him a bronze lance if you want to trigger a certain scene and not have him kill a certain character later on because if you want to unlock peleus you need new game plus you need to have a cleared save file to unlock peleus and you are required to see a conversation between the black knight and a character who have to fight but let's just say if that character dies in the fight you'll lose because they're important and <laughs> vanilla Black Knight will kill anyone. So you need to give him a bronze lance. So he'll, the AI will switch to it for advantage in the weapon triangle and he, and he will therefore, and yeah. he will therefore not kill. He'll therefore not kill said character. Wow.
4: <laughs> I think I think I must've rigged a miss because I didn't do that, but I still got Peleus in one of my playthroughs.
0: Yeah. I that's the easier know. way to do it, is you just give him a bronze lance. And if you also want to yep. see what the Black Knight looks like using a lance. So, yeah, he's cool. Part one, I think part one, I think most of us would be inclined to agree, except for Devin, uh, that uh, part one is probably the peak of the story in terms oh, of like true? Uh, interest.
4: Well, it's part That's three and, and even four have a lot of cool, interesting stuff. It just gets more uneven. You get like plot yeah. elements that are not very good that have to be used to kind of prop up pop elements that are good, for example.
1: Um, I just know the tower stuff people say is lame, kind of, but...
4: Uh, that's There's there's some good stuff, but it's kind of disconnected from what you... It's the doing.
0: presentation of the tower stuff that kind of is disappointing compared to the rest yeah. of the game.
4: I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that when we do part four. Yeah. Um, but basically, just, you know, more shit goes wrong. There are more invisible mistakes, whereas part one, like, pretty much does what it's doing well. And part two, also, uh, in a different way, but that one's not very connected to the rest of the game.
0: And like Shefin said, part two is like really strong in a vacuum. It's not as compelling in the grand scheme of like this huge narrative, especially because it's only like five chapters of like a what are we? Is it almost like a forty chapter game? It's
3: pretty close, yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. something it's like really that. It's really long. So in the grand scheme of things, it's not really that vital to the goings on. Yeah.
3: Any uh, any final thoughts from anyone? Like Black Knight's
0: have, cool yes
1: black knight is very cool um i i intend on going back to the story stuff here and catching up it was just i was trying to get as much done as i could before we started the podcast so sacrifices had to be made uh it it sounds interesting and i do still intend at some point on going back and and playing through path of radiance as well because i really enjoyed that game what i played of it um the story as we said you know simple but they do a really good job Sort of unfolding it there, and the characters kind of get more to work with than in, in a lot of other games. And it seems like having that knowledge really adds to the experience of this game.
0: Also, yes. because I know we've been talking largely and positive about the story, and some of the detra- some of the people who don't like *Radiant Dawn* might be like what, listening and being like, "Come on, like you haven't talked about nothing negatives." I do miss. I don't understand. I, I think the the reason would be time and money, but I really miss support conversations.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think it's. A oh, do they not in- exist? No, not really. No, no. wow. So you base like generic
3: call and response. The only thing is they
4: finally like perfected the support system in Path of Radiance. You've got a lot of base conversations, and supports are just by deploying on the chapter. So if you want them, you can just choose to get them. There's not any other obstacles really, Um, and the support limit, but that's pretty much it. And then in Radiant Dawn, suddenly there's just nothing and. Base conversations are really good. They continue to be good. There's probably more of them, but they're not enough. Uh, Only just because it really screws a lot of characters. Like, Radiant Dawn has like Super Nintendo era thin characters if they're not in enough base conversations, like Kaiza, most of the Dawn Brigade. Like, Meg. (laughs) Meg. There's a a lot of these random characters that have like two base conversations in the whole game. And because there are no supports, that's all they get. That is unfortunate.
1: Well, guys, uh, this was a great discussion. I'm actually really looking forward to going and playing more of this game. Um, I don't know why, for whatever reason, I had been dreading playing Radiant Dawn. I think just because of what I had heard of it in terms of its difficulty and draft environment. And well, it it's a not a game,
4: and that can be it a, is a really
1: big game. And while it's not as conducive to drafts as, you know, say, your FE7 or something like that. Um, It's still not as bad as I was expecting it, and I'm having fun. I'm looking forward to diving into the story stuff on my own time. Um, Honestly, this is something maybe we'll talk about a little bit more one time, but in weird ways, I think this game has a lot in common with FE5 because there's lots of weird-ass mechanics that the game doesn't explain to you. (laughs) Lots of strange stuff, which... I don't
4: think it's nearly um, as egregious, but... Oh, not nearly as
1: bad. Yeah, so we'll see how it compares, uh, you know, to where this ranks in the series for me. That's something I'd have to think about. I haven't thought about that in a while. But do you guys have any any other closing thoughts before we end out here?
4: Yeah, I think it's great. I would rank it close to the top. Um, A lot of the time in games, but especially in Fire Emblem, certainly also in Fire Emblem, you can kind of end up on a sliding scale where, like, the more ambitious it is, the jankier it is. And if you want Absolutely. like a polished, yeah. smooth experience, then yeah. it'll kind of be more humble. And I think and just Radiant look at Dawn, at, at least, yeah. And I love genealogy, but it's got so much. Yeah, and it's got so much jank. Um, I think Radiant Dawn might be the best balance in the whole series. It's one of the most ambitious, period. And for all that, it is surprisingly polished compared to a lot of other stuff. Um, most I, I of the think jank is very easy to ignore. Um, or like if you don't know about it, then you'll miss out on something like Beast Foe, but you're not gonna like lose the game over it, like you would yeah. if you try yeah. to play FE5 without a guide.
1: I think yeah. honestly, you could make an argument that this is the most ambitious game in the series, but yeah, I, I would not, I would not disagree if someone were oh. to make that argument.
0: I'll speak for Sheffin here and say this game's slow, it's boring, it's drab, it's bad, it's yeah, not as colorful sucks. as Fates. Um, I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm Chef, and I really like Fates. Uh, just, just throw that out poor there man. Uh, yeah. uh, in terms of in terms of darren's opinion
4: like Chef, I'm a and big... i know you hate it because the story is actually good and that's like a good <laughs> True. poor man
5: he's not even gonna know you said that
0: uh, um, i mean what do you do with these xenoblade I... 2 fans um but <laughs> well, at any rate at <laughs> so, any rate this in, ter- poor man. I, in terms of me i really like the tellius games i always have i Really did not realize how much I enjoy the experience of carrying over my progress from uh path of radiance to radiant dawn it's cool. I, yeah it's if really if it cool. didn't take if it didn't take like 80 hours to go through like both games like you know it'd be fun to do more often and challenge <laughs> yeah. runs and yeah. that well, type of half thing the reason it takes
1: so long which you know would potentially be fixed in some kind of remake re-release is just i, I mean you know i'm not the first person to say it just oh my god animations take so long in this You yeah skip
4: enemy phase to path of radiance it would cut the play time down by like two thirds
0: yeah yeah it, it would do that by a lot but yeah i love this game uh the black knight's cool uh i would really? i would kiss him on the cheek only on Not the, the mouth only if he asked <laughs> you,
3: you haven't gotten that far with him yet
0: no
1: no no, no they're, yeah <laughs> um Egan, how about you
3: I th- I think it's good. I haven't played Radiant Dawn in a long time, so is this I'm, your second time? Second playthrough? I, I don't even I think so. I don't even know. I, I'm. It's gonna be a good chance for me to sort of reevaluate how I feel about this game. So I don't want to give any like super strong opinions yet, one way or the other, because mm-hmm. my I'm so far removed from my last full playthrough of this game. But uh, I am absolutely looking forward to finishing it out though.
1: Um, and last but not least, uh, Rolf.
5: Uh it's pretty good. I, I like this game. Oh, I don't wanna hear it <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Alright, well can't beat that. Rolf well said. Uh really just <laughs> Couldn't have <laughs> no. said it better myself. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you for being a guest on this episode of Emilcast. <laughs>